We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. We're gonna call it that. Don't Believe the Art. Hello and welcome to a very merry Christmas episode of Don't Believe the Hype. Unfortunately, before we get into the festivities, I must inform you that Nick isn't here. Still got pictures of friends on the wall. I suppose we aren't really friends anymore. Maybe I shouldn't ever call that thing friendly at all. No, I'm only kidding. It's due to a personal situation and we wish him all the best. However, wait, what's that? Get freaked out from a knock at the door. When I haven't been expecting one. Well, I am expecting one because we have two special guests joining me today. It's Matt Helders and no, it's not. It's just two regular contributors and Arctic Monkeys mega fans. Which band members would be the most believable for that, by the way? I'm going to say Jamie and Nick, and that is the correct answer. Well, my first guest is a Matt H, just not that. Matt H, it's Arctic Monkeys super fan and regular contributor to the show, Matthew Higgins. Hello, Hello. Matthew. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. Um, got slightly nervous coming on then. I was flying <laughs> all the way up yeah. to it and then I was like, oh, I need a beer. But yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it is a uh... beer. Yeah, welcome to the show, Matthew. And I'm going to do an Alex and Overuse the word Matthew the whole way through this, by the way, just because it's That's a great fine. opportunity to, to do so, Matthew. And my second guest is the man who puts the chilling in the straight chilling horror movies review podcast. Check it out. It's very good. Yes, I didn't lead that with the word straight and make some joke that would have been at home in the 1970s. It's friend of the show, Justin Tool. Hello, Hello Justin. D- Hello, Dan and Matt. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. And what's that? I suppose that isn't a British accent that they can hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, the token American on the show now. Am I going to be like the you, you can put me on the show? Oh, we got an American here. <laughs> well, as, as we head into the humbug phase of the show, just like the band, we've gone all American and brought you in. <laughs> yeah, the, you should have. The... <laughs> You should have introduced me as Justin T and we could have pretend like I was some obscure, um, you know, cousin of Alex Turner, you know? Oh yeah. Maybe it's yeah, Turner. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you think that the obsessives that listen to this podcast that actually listen to this podcast wouldn't already know that that wasn't true. Then I don't know. They would know. Um, but yeah, no. So, um, well, I'm going to ask you both to give us some brief information about yourselves, but that feels like it falls into one of our usual sections of the show. Okay, Matt, tell us a bit about your relationship with the band. Um, I think probably similar to you and Nick, actually. 
I think we're about similar ages. Um, so I can remember... 29. Just yeah. After, yeah, just after <laughs> Dance Floor came out about uh, 2005, wasn't it? End of... Probably about this time, actually. Watching yeah, wow. Uh I never liked him at first. I, I didn't like the song at all. Um, threw on there. Can you kick me out now, actually? Yeah, get out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just I've just been obsessed with them all the way through. I think every new album has changed the style. They've always seemed to be, as I've got older, the my music's changed, and theirs has always mm. seemed to follow suit. So, yeah, yeah. It's strange that, isn't it? I always used to think that, like when they, I remember when Tranquility came out, and everyone, everyone around me, the place I worked, loved the fact that it, that it was being panned, and they yeah. loved it because they knew how much I loved them. So everyone was just walking past me, coming up to my desk, going, oh, "New album, shit, isn't it?" And I'd be like, "No, I like it." But like people would say, "You only like it because you love them, and they could put anything out, and you'll like it." And I was like, "No, it's just weird that whenever they do something, I yeah. seem to like it. It's just a coincidence. I can't explain why." <laughs> well, I got, I got the same thing. I remember I was trying to talk to one of my mates. We we'd been to him a few times, been to London, uh, um, I think about three times we saw him, and he, he couldn't stand it. And I said, you need to keep mm. listening. I said, it's growing. Just keep at it with it. He went, oh, you've listened too much. You make yourself like it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is funny when people say that because, yeah, that is how music works. And you, if you, some Absolutely, albums yeah. take time and you, they grow on you as you listen to them. So, and they're usually the better albums. But, yeah. um, Justin, would you like to give us a bit of your brief history of your relationship with the band, which is a, a unique perspective, I, I fear, on this show? Yeah, it's actually somewhat similar in a weird kind of way, because I remember it was at a high school graduation party um, for my buddy and his cousin had come into town and she lived in London, I think at the time, and she had brought him the first CD and she was like, hey, you need to check this out. This band's really blowing up um, in the UK. And so that's soundtrack of the like the first album was our soundtrack going into like university going to parties like getting drunk and everything like that so it was very kind of appropriate even though it wasn't the clubs of you know of england and things like that it still yeah. kind of fit the vibe and i've just followed them ever since i've um, seen them a few times live here in the states um and yeah just loved them ever since like that first listen i remember we were heading out to like a university party um, and through that CD, on, I was like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" And yeah, loved them ever wow. since. Where, yeah. where in America do you hail from? So I am from Florida, and um, oh. that's yeah, that's where we like went to university and everything like that. But for the past several years, I've actually been living in South Korea. So kind of a weird thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but you, yeah, no, that I think I think you're gonna have a, a good perspective on certain things that you. Um, yeah, that we haven't had before, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we're, and uh, you'll perhaps, yeah, maybe you will be the well, the go to as we go into get more work. Maybe there'll be some. Hey, maybe there'll be even references. That we'll, we'll have to bring you in like the expert. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think there well, was one what recently. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hey, yeah, this is an American thing. <laughs> um, I remember for years I fought in. This is crazy. But in a, a Hellcat Spangled Shalala, he says mysticism, doesn't he? He says that's mysticism. Mm. Now, for years, I didn't know that he said mysticism. The word just didn't register. I thought oh. he said mysticisms. And oh. I, I like, as in like Mr. Dot Scissors or something <laughs> like that. And I thought, I thought that was like an American toy or an American chocolate uh, or something like yeah. that. And I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn what that is one day. But no, <laughs> I was just being a stupid idiot. But um, okay, well. Then tell us, guys, Matt, what is your favorite Arctic Monkeys album? <clears throat> um, 
it yeah, it, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Um, only recently, I think, past year. But it's just, mm. um, it's always my go-to album now. And I don't know if yeah. that's through all the play in the old ones, like um, AM, obviously, and Debut, uh, Humbug, yeah. obviously. But yeah, no, it's Tranquility. It's just, it's so unique. It's a good point you make because, you know, sometimes some, I find it really hard to, like, crack on the vinyl if I'm sat doing something, a favourite worst nightmare, if I'm not drinking or something, yeah. if I'm just, you know, working or something. I can't put favourite worst nightmare where people say, um, you know, Tranquility is with a go-to one, it seems, for that kind of situation. And that, like you say, might be because we listen to it so much, but it might it might just also be that I associate those albums with drinking and party, and maybe, I don't know, but yeah, be maybe, maybe it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, younger, yeah, yeah, probably. And um, but maybe it's maybe, but, but you know, without going, um, you know, even though those that we still love those albums, you you know, there is obviously a certain bit more depth to like tranquility. So maybe that also rewards re-listens. You know, I think so. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. But in what Justin is your favorite album? So mine, and I'm gonna have to do some defense tonight, especially after you know y'all just covered this era. But favorite worst nightmare is mine. Um, I love all of them uh but uh i think there is a lot of nostalgia that goes into why i like favorite worst nightmare for a long time it danced between the first two albums but i love the emotional depth that favorite worst nightmare offers compared to the first album and as we'll see a lot tonight i'll make a lot of references but the the dark sound like leading into humbug humbug um as um you know, especially like the second half half of the album really resonates with me and a lot of the B-side sounds and stuff like that. I don't know. There's something about that sound that I just yeah. really like. Um, and so, so yeah, that's, that's why it always lands for um, me for my favorite. And I think it's weird because I do absolutely love Favorite's Nightmare. And I remember at the time I was obsessed with it. And, you know, as you've listened on the podcast as it's gone on, it's bec- we've, we've become less enthralled of it but not not really over time that'll come back it's probably sometimes when you cover things it changes the way that you view them because you, you're talking about them so much perhaps yeah. um you know but but i think um what, what's funny about it is the things that annoy about it is that like take this house as a circus for example old jail of bricks you know one that we really took against old jail of bricks because we thought the <laughs> lyrics were about andy and we found out they weren't and then and i was the same with this house as a circus they, they kind of just said no it is about a party and i'd always thought it was a metaphor for fame so i'd made it i'd made it cleverer mm. than it was and i think then finding out that it wasn't i'd set my own but that's not the band's fault that's for yeah. me trying to make it smarter than it is and and uh, i still don't i still think this house of the circus is he doesn't want to say it but it is <laughs> Um, yeah yeah, well i I was curious honestly as you're heading into the humbug era and the lyrics get more obscure i was wondering Mm -hmm. if that same kind of thing could be happening with you in the future of where you'll do a deep dive into something and be like oh wait oh so i'm like okay i'm giving a little grace toward favorite worst nightmare like yeah maybe (laughs) they'll come back around to it it'll be okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think with ego mechanics and stuff we'll be safe but uh (laughs) um but no it is it's funny but i i do know i still like i still love this house circus and song it's an absolute banger of a tune and you know we had that we still had that i think i still had that as like my second favorite on the album or third yeah. favorite after if you were there beware and i still i still think if you're there beware is a tune that should be in the set now like if i can pick any song yeah. yeah it's an absolute why they abandon that when they've when they're doing like fast heavy sets and that i, I don't know but um yeah 
So yeah, there's still plenty of love for favorite favorite uh, worst nightmare in this 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 parish, this church about <laughs> monkeys. But um, I'm gonna ask you what your favorite songs are next. So Matt, what's your favorite song? And if there'll actually be songs off your albums, cause favorite <clears throat> albums, because because Nick's favorite, for example, Nick's favorite album is whatever people say, and that's what I'm not. But his favorite song is off Humbug. So you know, mm. it can be different. Oh. Mine isn't, but yeah. Um, so mine, I, I had to think about this because I think it's you've got a tendency to go with the most um, well-known, haven't you, or well-loved, just sometimes through repetition of hearing them all the time, and and usually they are the best songs, not always, mm. but sometimes. Um, but I think I think for my my favorite one for a long time was Hellcat for uh, years and years. Uh, I always my loved it. Heart, so I can yeah, see. it's wow. um, it's pop perfection, like most of that album, but um, yeah. It changed the fireside, but I think again the past year or something. It's I'd say Batphone. It's just completely unique as a sound. It reminds me of some interesting. Oh, I don't know some seventies artist, eighties artist. I can't think quite put down what, what it reminds me of. But it's just mm. I don't think I've heard a song like it before. I'm sure it might no, come think... back to me on this, but it's it's just an unbelievable song. He's, I think it's probably his best vocal performance as well. Yeah, is, I think. Um... Nick would agree if Nick was here. If you're listening, Nick, which you will be, um, then he would agree because he's always banging the bat phone yeah, drum. I is. think yeah. he's he's always saying it. So, um, but no, yeah, no, I agree as well. And I think I think bat phone's got some of my my favorite lyrics in it as well. Yeah. Does bat phone have does bat phone have the inter- integrity line? Is that in bat phone or is that yeah. in science fiction? I always get them mixed up. No, yeah, it's that that's that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, bought a fragrance yeah. called integrity. Um, yeah, yeah. I've uh, no idea I what it's um, about. Every time I try and you know listen to the lyrics again, tune um, in to "Don't Believe the Hype" in twenty twenty seven. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, no, we um, that's I I do have a kind of idea on that what that's about a little bit, but yeah, it comes and goes. I mean, we, as ever, I, I think it's a weird one with tranquility as well. When we come to cover that, I think I might have said before that there's a lot of personal stuff I put into it that definitely isn't there. But I was, it seemed yeah. again that Alex was writing stuff that was in going on in my personal life. Like similar, I remember at the time, like just to give a snippet of that, I was I was feeling very, I was going out all the time with a group of people and we were just partying constantly all the time out, out in bars. And I was really getting a bit like, you know, when you just get sick of it and you're like, I want my life to change. I don't just want to be out of time. And Alex wrote a line that was like, I feel like I'm just stood around in bars talking shite. And I was like, why does this man in my brain, how does he do this? And maybe it's just because <laughs> he's a similar age and maybe we were all thinking that at that point. I don't know, but... But yeah, so no, that's a that's a Batman's a great song, and also you said your favorite for a long time was um, Hellcat. Hellcat, yeah, yeah. that I was, as you know, suck it and see, love it. Yeah, pop perfection. I'm determined to get suck it and see more appreciated because I feel like it's underappreciated by the fans, and it is yeah, Smiths, yeah. Pixies, Stone Roses, pop perfection. But yeah. um, so, Justin, what is your favorite song? And yeah. This one is really tough. I I tend to um like always gravitate towards the ending songs. I feel like they always wrap up a, an album in an amazing way, always like emotionally resonant and things like that. Um and so I really love, you know, like that's where you're wrong. Um you know, 505, but if I'm being honest, like when it all comes back to it, I I will like a certain romance is hard to just <laughs> let yeah. go of. It's it's an amazing song. It's an amazing 
amazing arrangement. And it's also just has the nostalgic resonance of being young. Like it'll put me back in that moment anytime I listen to it. And so, I mean, there's like, they have so many amazing songs, but I just can't like, put anything over a certain romance i think yeah no look when, wow. look when when we did the the um the world cup of of songs where we did that which was one of the worst things i've ever had to do because <laughs> i re- I, re- I realized how much of a pain it was every day and how much how, how annoyed people get on the internet by by like things Opinions. like the parents of the slightly yeah. you know, like these songs are too hard to be together at this stage in the thing i was like i'm sorry this is the way it's worked out um but then certain romance won that and i think justly so because there was a point where it looked like something crazy was going to win it. I can't remember what it was now, but it, it was something that really would annoy people, I think. And I was like, oh, God, I hope this doesn't happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and I think when like when we do the the wrap-up and we we were pitting the songs from both albums against each other, and we obviously there's more songs on whatever people say, and we just say, well, let's just lose a certain romance because it wins anyway. Whatever we put yeah. it up against, our favorite nightmare, it automatically wins. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just get rid of that. And... Um, you know, whenever I say, what song would you want them to bring back live now? I always have to go, okay, parking a certain romance aside, the song would be, because it's just to take it as read that that's the song that I want to hear live again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a, there's an argument, there's a strong argument. I think I could be persuaded that it is still the best song they've ever done. And there's a strong argument for that. You know, it's not necessarily the song I want to listen to, yeah. but you could make that case, I think. It's uh, definitely one of the songs. I mean, there's a few uh, for sure, but it's definitely one of the songs where if anyone ever said like, that's the best Arctic Monkey song, I would never think to argue again. Or, you know, I, I don't yeah. have, I wouldn't have a strong argument against if I was pitted on the other side. It's like, mm, no, yeah, that's probably <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. Um, but no, and it did give me one of my greatest moments in a nightclub ever when me and my mates were in about, I don't know, you've probably been to 42s, Matt. 46th Street in Manchester, yeah. Um, yeah. two bars opposite the room to each other, and I was at one and he was at the other, dance floor in the middle, set the drums started, and I just dropped what I was doing, left the drinks and just ran to the dance floor. He did the same thing, and we just met in the middle and was like, ah! like we could have kissed and it would have felt quite natural in that moment, I think, as well. So no no, no questions would have been asked, I think, afterwards. <laughs> but yeah. um, right, I'm going to ask you what your favourite lyrics are, but before that, it, again, it resonates with a section that we normally have. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Let, let's mix it up a bit. Justin, what is your favorite lyric? Again, this was super, super, super tough, but I ultimately ended up going with these lines. Um, and do you look into the mirror to remind yourself you're there or have somebody's goodnight kisses got that covered? When Ugh. I'm not being honest, I pretend that you are just some lover. Uh, <laughs> breaking my heart, Justin. You know, suck it and see. Both yeah. of you bringing suck it and see's into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think on the first episode of this, I said my favorite lyrics because, it. you know, we just started the pod and I was like, what am I going to say? And I think I just said... Um, you know, she's got a helter skelter around a little finger, and I said, I think I said the uh, fragrance integrity line from Batphone. But the but there's so many on took it and saying that that one, you know, absolutely incredible, yeah. and that that's probably my one of my favorite, my probably my second favorite song on took it and see as well. Um, yeah. um, and I've got an interesting take on that when we come to it. I can't wait to cover took it and see. Honestly, it's all just <laughs> it's, it's all my chickens coming home to roost. I think, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great choice, a fantastic choice. I always love the line of Sucking See um, Jigsaw Women with Horror Movie Shoes, which um, I won't say what my interpretation of that line is, 
because I don't know if it's a known thing or not. So I'll save it. But yeah, I think I I get it. Um, yeah, but some yeah. of his best lyrics on Suck It In C for sure. Yeah, I think that's why I Definitely. love it because it was kind of back to I think Humbug is really good lyrics, but cryptically, Suck sure. It In C was kind of as open as the first two, but also really up another level of in smart you know smart the way he writes mm-hmm. so it was an interesting album um especially leading into am as well but yeah so absolutely fantastic choice see what see what matt's gonna bring to the table then do you know when i was um i was looking through it this weekend and i almost went for that reckless seven mm. that, that <laughs> it's fantastic um and i agree as well so it sees it by far his best lyrical album um all yeah. those choices and humbug i think leading into it um so, uh, so, what, so yeah what's mine um i've gone for a strange one actually but it's one that's always stuck with me it's off humbug i'm going to read it to make sure i've got it right now say it's my favorite <laughs> um, oh I, i'm rubbish but, at remembering them off the cuff i, do, I always have to go nick yeah. nick what is you probably know nick, nick what is it <laughs> well the <laughs> doesn't edit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so i've gone off the portion approaching and it's um if I could be someone else for a week, I'd spend it chasing oh. after you. Oh, a good one. It, just, a good it one. just says so much, doesn't it? As a mm. as a few lines that that is, it's unbelievable. The, the, it's, yeah, the, the, those types of lines are, are the ones that sum up the. Well, these are the ones that I'm drunk, yeah. boring people about. Where I'm going, this is why it's brilliant <laughs> because I'm, I'm like cornering people at parties, going because a normal songwriter would just say like, you know, you're always on my mind or something like that, or I chase yeah. you constantly. But he takes it and he twists it. And he says something, if I could, I mean, what, yeah, basically if I was somebody else, if I, if even if I was somebody else, I'd still spend yeah. my time chasing after you. It's like, mm. whoa, Alex, it come is, on isn't now. It, it, come on now, like, Alex. <laughs> everything I could change about myself or if I could be anybody else, you, it's like, I'd still I'd go still up, Yeah, I'd still be end up at your door. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, yeah, this is, this is the brilliance of the man. It's this, it's like, he says a line and I could, I just, I could write a, like a university thesis on it, I think sometimes, but uh, I mean, it would I all just be nonsense, but you know. I think that's one of his lines that I feel like no matter who listened to it, it will resonate with them. Mm. Like not, yeah. not like anybody could hear that and it would resonate in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And in, it's in a song, is it push, push approaching, isn't it? Um Yeah. Yeah. So it would be in a, it's in a song that is full of like cryptic ones that you kind of have to kind of think about as well. And then he just throws in something that people get just like that. And yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously we're going to be covering that soon. So I'm very excited about that. I think that'll be five weeks in, won't it? So interesting stuff, but we've got to get past the the (laughs) dirtiness that is my propeller before we get to that. Um, The dirty bugger. Okay. So favorite musical moment. Now another another tough one, but you know maybe it's the first time that we'll mention another band member and not Alex. Uh, yeah, so Justin, what was your favorite musical moment? So I had to kind of bite my tongue earlier for the musical moment. I put the whole bat phone arrangement. Um, oh, just wow. the way I mean, oh. it's just yeah. yeah. Musically, it is it's fantastic. If I had to pin it down to one specific moment in that song, it would be the. The kind of like um wah 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 part or whatever. Um, but I mean just the whole arrangement is is amazing. That song is fantastic musically. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It doesn't An seem to end ice, does it? You think it's sort of ending it and it comes back in again. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's and what's the instrumentation on that is like all the things that are going on and like weaving. It's kind of almost a throwback to something like View from the Afternoon where things are playing off of each other, but in a much more mm. intricate way. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing the um, 
preparing for something that we're going to be doing imminently, uh, I was I was sort of reading some stuff about Tranquility, and I, I remember the sort of quote that they had them all in the room at the studio, and they would kind of kind of repeat the the Beach Boys Pet Sounds recording vibe, and it just got chills thinking about them all being in the room recording like fat phone or something. It's like, oh. but um, yeah, absolutely outstanding choice. What an album! What a tune, Matt. What have you gone for? Um, I can't beat what Justin said, to be honest. It wasn't even the one I thought of, which, <laughs> to say that I'd already chosen my favourite song, it didn't even come to my head. Um, but I think you're right, honestly. I, I think I was I was going to say, and I don't know what the um, right terminology is for this, and it's, so I got a few examples, like um, guitar solo of one point perspective. Mm. I think that's just a mm. superb moment. Um, and the, again, I don't know what they call it, in one, in um, number one party anthem. And it goes, comes back mm. in, yeah, 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 one guitar, one, yeah, 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 um, yeah, kind of breakdown slash chorus type, it is, yeah, weird, isn't it? yeah, just before the final chorus, I think it is. And I think maybe the last, yeah. um, the last jam, I guess, of um, that's where you're wrong. I think, uh, again, just amazing, but I think I've got to go with that phone now. I've got to change my mind. You <laughs> just reminded me as well when it's that. That, that what is that noise that do 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 that comes yeah. on that phone they have so i like there's a harpsichord in there i think they have a theremin in there the yes the whirly kind of sounds yeah. yeah it's all kind of crazy stuff <laughs> I, yeah. don't know. I mean there's so many like even just individual moments on all the albums isn't there that you could be here all day going you know even some yeah. of that's that's more commercial you go, wow when you first heard the the Warpigs guitar in Arabella come in for the first mm. time when you had that track and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? But um, yeah, uh, you know what? I, the the solo in Ultra Cheese is a mm. pretty special yeah. moment as well. That's a nice one, yeah. And not performed by Jamie and everyone jump on that. Oh, see, Jamie's shit. He doesn't even perform his guitar solos. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I think though, I now say in my head now it's it's if there was a live musical moment it's definitely the body pay. If is uh, did we all see them on the last tour? Did we all catch them? I think we did. Yeah, I didn't get to see them live. Yeah. Oh, did you not? Oh, mm-hmm. well, when you do, and if the, I sh- they'll still be doing the body pay thing then because they're definitely not I'm done. Sure, with it. Yeah. It'll probably be about twenty minutes longer at that point as well. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it that live is something. I think that's the best. That's the best performance I've ever seen them give that extended body paint live. It's absolutely. Did, did you ever insane. Um... See, uh, I, I don't know if both of you have read this one point that just before they brought out the car, there was it, Alex was trying to write a song to finish the live sets with, and I don't know if it was ever proven which song it was or whether this is anything to do with body paint, but I've always thought it was. Mm. If you think, especially yeah. the, the live, it just changes so much with the outro, doesn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it does it make sense. That and I wonder yeah. if it was that song they were they referred to a lot. Yeah, and you know what? It, when we did the car retrospective, it's weird because the way the songs are, like normally I'm loathe to put single releases just for my favourite songs on the album, but the car was kind of like mm, Body Paint Mirrorball kind of yeah. have to be my favourites, <laughs> yeah. I think, as standard. Um, on, on what you said about, um, funny because you said about Batphone being, you know, you think it's done and it's not, and and you and you said, Justin, that you, they always do great last songs. I say they do, but I've always had a bit of a feeling that I always want I want to be yours to be about two minutes longer or one minute longer or something, have another refrain. And the same for Perfect Sense. I want Perfect Sense to just have one more something else in it. Like I feel like one of yours is crying out for a guitar solo and then big mm. end that doesn't come. And that's probably, you know, better to leave people wanting more than than when switch off like 
some Manchester bands I could mention that go on for about 25 minutes with the solos. Um, but uh, <laughs> say who, but um, yeah, no, so great moment. But we'll move on to the, the next part of this Christmas podcast. Which, before we, we do our little thing we've got coming up, which is going to be very fun for me, um, I'm going to just ask you both if there was a band aid 2024 next Christmas and you hear that. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't bloody happen, would it? Let's be honest. But the like, Arctic Monkeys are involved in it. Bono has somehow taught them into it. They're coming along. Uh, they're in the actual studio with them. They're not in another studio recording like Radiohead did just to, so they didn't have to actually be involved <laughs> uh, <laughs> away from everyone. But they're actually there, and Alex is going to sing one line from the song, Band-Aid. What line would you want it to be, Matt? Oh, I couldn't decide with this. I, I've been thinking about it, and I was trying to think of a... I don't know, a funny answer or uh, I don't Dizzy's know, rap. Dizzy Rascal's rap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd ask Elders to do it. You know, like um, Kurt Cobain did that time on Top of the Pops. Yes. Oh, no, sorry, not Kurt Cobain. I'm thinking of um, when Liam and Noel switched places to sing. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel yeah, like he'd yeah. do something like that. Yeah, I mean, or I maybe mean, not they, in they the song, actually. Do it. I mean, it's, it's completely out of the realm of possibility that they would ever do this. I mean, this, yeah. do you remember when they they turned down there was a huge gig for um climate change gig and they they turned it down pointing out that surely a huge massive gig with lights and electricity is not a good way to um, raise awareness for climate change and refuse to do it so i can't see them doing band-aid and all its hypocrisies but you know on the off chance i think what did would you able to pick one justin so I I picked one from the old one. Like if you wanted yeah, Alex yeah, yeah, yeah. to sing this, like from the old line, and I I'm so it's to be honest, same as mine, I think. I'm not too familiar with this song. Like I know it, uh, but lucky, I had to kind of like <laughs> I had to like go and like look into it and stuff. But the line, so from the old one, I picked, and the Christmas bells that ring. Uh, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God, oh, it's God. them instead of you. I was like, uh, what the fuck? It, just, it was so, so funny. Yeah. I just thought it would be hilarious for Alex to do this line. I mean, see another podcast that me and Nick do this week to hear my issues on that particular line. But uh, I also went with that because what you won't know is the reason I picked it is, is because that's Bono's bit in the song. And Bono mm. goes... Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you in classic Bono. So just I thought the thought of Alex doing that would be amazing. So I went with that one. And, you know, the drums would be better, at least, in the song. So there is that. Yeah. If, if all this turns up. Yeah, and the bass yeah. and the guitar. All of it would be better. Yeah. But thank God. Thankful, thank, tonight, thank God. <laughs> it's not them that yeah. are doing <laughs> fan day, to be honest. Leave it to Sharon and his ilk. They'll do one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now we're moving into we're having a little... You know, it wouldn't be Christmas without a Christmas special of a quiz show on British television or American. Did they do that on American te television? Do you have like Christmas specials of quiz shows at Christmas? Um, just, probably. Like the Christmas special is a very English thing. That I mean, they have the American Office has Christmas episodes, doesn't it? You have Christmas yeah. episodes. We have Christmas specials. Like yeah, like it, you put them in the in America. You seem to time the airing. You put them when the series is airing anyway, and it'll just be a Christmas episode, Christmas week in England. Even if the show's not been on for a year, they'll just do oh. a Christmas special of the show. So it's a bit, it's a bit different. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, we're, there's a, everyone listening will know. Um, there's a quiz show in the UK called mastermind where you pick a specialist subject and you get two minutes to answer the question. Um, and obviously we know that 
the two guys' eras are Tranquility and Favorite Worst Nightmare. So that's their specialist subject. So the rules are... Questions. You're doing insanely well to get 35 questions, but I've got 35 questions. Um, and we will uh, rapid fire through them. The person with the most at the end wins the most right. And you can say pass if you don't know, and I'll move quickly on to the next one, and we'll go back and give the answers at the end. And yeah, um, that's that's kind of pretty much it. I think we'll stop that. That is annoying. I'm going to stop that. That is annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've decided that is annoying. <laughs> it's a post job. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, we'll, we'll go rapid fire through them. We'll do it. Um, we'll go through the ones as well that we don't get to. Maybe we'll put them out to everyone at the very end. And maybe if if you know if there's a gap in points, you can make them up and try and win. That'll be very very exciting. And yeah, so I'm going to just get me timer. Should we say who wants to start? Should we start with you, Matt? Let's start with you, Matt. Let's yeah, do sure. Let's first. Um, okay, so I have get the first, I'd say the first three are fairly easy. So um, no pressure. Know, no pressure. But the first three are just there to kind of get you into it. In fact, although one of them that I put that was really easy for one of the first questions, you got wrong about 15 minutes ago. So at least now you know the answer to it. <laughs> so it's a good job that happened. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, now I'm thinking like, because I was like, oh, I bet he knows loads. So I tried to come up with some really hard ones, but now I feel like I, should... <laughs> I made yeah. it too hard now. <laughs> we'll see. You can always pass. Um, but no, I'll, I'll be fair. You know, if I say I'm going to say complete the lyric for some of them, and then you just I'll read the first bit, and then you just say the next bit. Even if you don't get the whole way I've written, as long as you know you say some of it, I'll know that, that you got it right. I'll give it you. Don't worry, won't be too strict. There is a famous line when it gets to the last two minutes. This is a famous moment from Master Mastermind Justin, where whenever okay. the the host is reading a question and the buzzer goes for the end of the time, he doesn't just stop. He goes, I'll st "I've started, so I'll finish." And then he reads the rest of the question and they can still have another chat. They can still answer that one. So All right. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. I think he's dead now, but someone else hosts it now. But um, yeah, I can't remember his name, the guy that hosted it. No, yeah. I can't. I can't know. Oh, well, that's his legacy that's in the bin, obviously. Yeah. For <laughs> 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 uh, him. But um, yeah, so we'll start with you. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, go ahead. I'm ready. Bloody hell. Hang on. Feels like just as much pressure reading them. Uh, I don't want you to be like, I lost because you didn't read them well enough. Um, but okay, right, we'll we'll start. Okay. I'm just reading some of them and thinking, wow, I went I went too far. Okay, right. We'll start now. Complete the lyric. I just wanted to be one of the strokes. And now look at the mess you made me make. How many tracks are on the album? To Eleven. Correct. Who co-produced the album with Alex? James Ford. Correct. Alex Turner began writing the album on which specific instrument? Piano. Yeah, I'll give you that. He received this as a birthday gift. How old was he? 30. Correct. Musician Tom Rowley guested on the album. Which band was he originally a member of? Oh, pass. Complete the lyric. Trust the politics to come along. When you're just trying to get along? Oh, no. No. Sorry. no. Close. What is the duration of the album? I'll accept a minute's allowance. Um, 38. 
No. The album was another consecutive number one album for the band. How many had there been before this? How many number one I, albums did they have? I, yeah, correct. Zach Dawes and which other Mini Mansions member guest? Don't know. Pass. Complete the lyric. Reflections in the silver screen of... Pass. Where in France was the album partly recorded? Oh, um, Lafrette. The studios. Correct. What is the longest song on the album? Oh, um, is it four out of five? No, start treatment. I'll give it you correct. What is yeah. the shortest? Um, Golden Trunks. No. Cam Avery of which band contributed backing vocals on She Looks Like Fun? Pass. Complete the lyric, when true love takes a grip. It leaves I've you. I've started to all finish. Go on. <laughs> oh, is it, I, I'll leave you with... Say it, sorry, say it again, Dan. If you're when allowed. true love... Yeah, go on. Complete the lyric, when true love takes a grip. It leaves you without a choice. Correct. Okay, yeah. so I'm just gonna I should have asked you Justin to count up how many you got right. I just asked, but we'll give it <laughs> or at least run the timer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got um we got uh you got to sixteen, so I definitely overegged the put in with thirty five, didn't I? Um but oh, we got we got a lot of questions to go through at the end. Um but okay, so you, you got the first one right. Now look at the mess you made me make. Second one eleven you got right, James Ford, you got right. I'll give you a piano. I did say specific, but then I realized that it was too hard. It's a Steinway Vertigrand piano, but I'll give oh, wow. you yeah. So that's four you got right. 30 you got right of his age. Um, Tom Rowley is from Milburn. I knew it was a Sheffield band. Mm. Yeah. Um, complete the lyric. Trust the politics come along. It's when you were just trying to orbit the sun. Ah. You got five, yeah. Ah. Um, what is, so you're on five. What is the duration of the album? You said 38 minutes. It's 40 minutes and 57 seconds. So I couldn't give you that, unfortunately. Um, the album was another, you got five for that. So you're on six. Uh, Tyler Parkford is the other member of Mini Mansions that guests on the album. Um, you got Strange Society, so that's seven. Oh, did you get that actually? No, reflections in the silver screen of Strange Societies. I think it's in um, it's in uh, science fiction. I think reflections in the silver screen of Strange Societies. Uh, You got Lafrette, so that's eight. Um, Star Treatment, you got so that's nine. It's American Sports that is the shortest song on the album. Mm. Yeah. Um, does anyone know? Do you know where Cam, what band Cam Avery's from? I thought, uh, no, he is from Tame Impala. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and when True Love Takes Grip, it leaves you without a choice. So you got that. So that's 10. So you got 10. So there yeah. you go. Ten, ten, respectable 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be awful at this, by the way, because any, any kind of pressure in my mind <laughs> just goes black. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's still, but you know, at the end, we'll, we'll do them and, and we'll do a kind of a round where you can both, whoever answers first gets it right and picks up some points there. So for both albums. So we'll move on to favorite worst <sighs> nightmare, Justin. Ooh. Um, you know what? There's a there's a, a comedy show in the UK called The League of Gentlemen, and there's a, a German um, predatory um, gay I character was called this. Alice Clark. And every time I, I say Justin, he always goes, "Oh, Justin!" And every time I say it, I just <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. Say, uh, you would, you would, you was just in time, Justin. <laughs> yeah, just in time, Justin. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, okay. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Okay. Well, here we go. Favorite worst nightmare. We will start now. 
Complete the lyric. You used to get it in your fishnets. Now you only get it in your nightdress. Correct. How many tracks does the album have? 12. Correct. Who produced the album? James Ford. Correct. Who produced it with him? Mike Crossy. Correct. It was <laughs> partly recorded at Motor Museum in which English city? Manchester? No. Complete the lyric. We require your grief. The fugs help the thieves. Pass. Miles Kane guests on 505. What band was he the frontman of at the time? The Little Flames. I'm going to give it you, actually. <laughs> That's good knowledge. Uh, correct. What is the duration of the album? I'll accept within a minute. 36. Correct. How many single releases did the album have? Three. Correct. How many B-sides did the era have? 11. Correct. Complete the lyric to start to break in half. Start to break. Hold on to your hearts. We'll talk about it at the end. What alternate okay. name was considered for the album? I'll accept any of them. Any alternate Lesbian names Wednesdays. Considered. That's correct. <laughs> what is the longest song on the album? Uh, if You Were There, Beware. Correct. And what is the shortest? D is for Dangerous. Correct. What date was the album released? 2007, uh, April 1st. Yeah, uh, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Complete complete the lyric, and I bet she told a million people that she'd stay in touch. And all the little promises that don't mean much. Correct. Which film director took the helm for the Teddy Picker video? Oh, Teddy Picker. Oh, is it Richard uh, Ayu something? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Docked in Tempestuous Bays is said in which... I've started to all finish, so that's the end, but... Docked in Tempestuous Bays is said in which song? Um, uh, do me a favor. No. Okay. okay, let's go through them. So you did pretty well there. We got that was a uh, question. Um, that was question 18. So you got to 18. So that's pretty good. Um, so you got the first one, the first adolescent lyric. You got 12, James Ford. You got Mike Crossy. And I'm claiming. Because well, yeah, you, you, you were Mike. listening to the podcast. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Motor Museum, which you passed on. Oh, so you said Manchester, didn't you? It's in Liverpool. So, ah, yeah. okay. Don't get the two confused. One's full of terrible people like Miles and one's full of good people like us. Um, but uh, no, I love them really. Um, so. You said, um, okay, so we'll debate whether to give you this. So we said, we require your grief to folks help the thieves. And you said to rob the words from a gob. But it does say, as they're I trying. I skipped that one, didn't I? Oh, did you get that? Sorry. Oh, you did. Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of one. Yeah. Sorry. It's we require your grief to folks help the thieves as they're trying to rob the words from her gob. Mm. You're on four at the moment. It's from if you're there everywhere, obviously. Uh, you said, okay, so. I asked what band was the frontman of at the time. Now, he was the frontman of the Rascals at the time, but I did think to myself before, if he says Little Flames, I'll give it him, because as an American in particular, to, to know the Little Flames is pretty like insane. There's very few well, I listen to the Little Flames, but not the Rascals. Yeah, so, well, that's because the Rascals yeah. aren't on Spotify. That's right, anywhere. yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> listen to it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going to give you that one. I think that's fair. Um, so you're on five duration of the album, yeah, 37. Good, it's 37, 18 seconds. Oh, so, okay, yeah, and yeah I, so you know, I, I think you said 36, so okay. I thought, yeah, within a minute, so 
pretty much. Um, three single releases, you got that right. Um, B sides eleven. I can't believe you got that one so quick as well. That's no, insane. I listen to those things all the time. <laughs> I thought I thought he's not going to know this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I thought I thought it's going to get. I thought when I wrote it, I thought it's going to get murky that one because it's going to be like, is Bad Woman a B side or is it a cover? And people mm. are going to go nuts. But we have that rule that if it's our re- actual release, it's a B side. That's that's kind of the podcast rule. I, guess. I actually like counting them up in my mind. Almost skipped the Matador um, Deframe release. Yeah. So I almost said nine. I was like, nope, there's two more. <laughs> yeah, that was that was something I thought as well because because I thought, is it classed as a single release or is it B sides? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, okay, so you said ah, this is the one that we'll, we'll let we'll let Matt decide whether he's gonna be nice enough to give it you or not. But um, to start to break in half, you said hold on to your heart. But it's to start to fall apart, hold on to your heart. Um, so you got part of it. What do you reckon, Mark? Is that, um, is that, not, is that did he miss too much? Uh, well, he's, he's easily beaten me, so I'm going to say no. No, I'm <laughs> okay. joking. Just, I, think no, I, I have to take your first answer. I'm not giving him. Um, so <laughs> you said Lesbian Wednesdays, correct? I would have also accepted Gordon Brown or Gary mm-hmm. Barlow. So, yeah, um, they're the other names considered. Uh, longest song on the album, If You Were There, Beware, well done. Deeds for Dangerous, shortest, well done. So 23rd of April 2007, the album released. But I'm going to give you April mm-hmm. 2007 because that's pretty solid knowledge. Um, and then uh, all the little promises that don't mean much from only ones who know you got right. Uh, it's not Richard Iwada who did Teddy Picker. It's Roman Coppola. Who did Teddy mm, Picker? Yeah. Okay. If you'd been listening to the episode that we covered, you'd know that. And then <laughs> Dogs, in, Dogs in Tempestuous Bays is said in which song? Too Much to Ask is the song. Ah, uh, okay. So that was, uh, you got one, two, three, four. I can't believe you got Mike Cross. I'm so taking the credit for that. Four, five, absolutely, you absolutely six, should for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, we'll give it to Nick as well, shall we? Eight, uh, nine, 10 11 12 wow 13 13 out of 18 that's pretty good going i'd say really and what what did you get again mike you got 10 uh, so, you, so 10, yeah. this is still pretty close then because I'm close, gonna put yeah. it out. We'll, we'll go back to tranquility first so we stopped at number 16 so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say the per, the the one and either both pass and we'll move on or whoever says the answer first if you say the answer and you're wrong then we'll, uh, it goes to the other person automatically. You, you, you're phased out like it's catchphrase, yeah. which is a, something you won't understand what I've just said, Justin. <laughs> but, <do>. um, <laughs> um, okay. The lyrics on She Looks Like Fun are inspired by which American comedy drama series? And yes, I did get that deep. Because <laughs> I thought you'd be whizzing through it like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> comedy drama in America? Um, yeah, she looks I've like never fun. heard this. Oh. I'd like to actually I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Any ideas, Justin? Okay, um, it, office? <laughs> no, it's a show called High Maintenance, which was on HBO, oh. which is basically, I would recommend it. It's basically, it's about a, a drug dealer in New York who's a weed dealer on his bike, and he, he every episode he goes to deliver weed to a new client, and the, the story's just about that new client, and an interesting story, he gets into them, mm-hmm. a funny story, and every episode it's a different story, and it's very Alex. And it's, it's, that's why she looks like fun with the listing of the stuff. And, you know, that kind of thing inspired it with wow. it having different escapades in it. Yeah. So there you go. We learned some at least. Um, and, okay, next one. The album, obviously we said Lafrette was the studio in France, but the album was also recorded at what studios in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you both a clue. It's also the name 
of a guitar amp? Oh. <laughs> Don't know. Orange? <laughs> Orange Studio? <laughs> no, no, Justin's out. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, uh, um, an amp, at least. Red? Red Studios? <laughs> no, it's no, Vox, stu- Vox, Vox Studios. In oh. Vox, yeah. Um, okay, next one. Philanthropic Toga Party is a line from which song? Anyways. Correct. Okay, yes. so that, puts you, <laughs> that puts you on 14. Um, what date was the album released? May 2018. Correct. Wow. Ooh, that puts you on 11. It's getting, it's getting spicy. <laughs> uh, name name the first single release. Probably out of we'll five. Start out of five. <laughs> uh, just pitched you to the post there. Um, so that's 12. I'm closing in. And the second single release. Tranquility Base. Correct. 13. Okay. Complete the lyric. I want to make a simple point about peace and love. But in a simple way, like it's not obvious. Or uh, in a certain way, but... No, I'm going to be really strict on this because, you know, points is love. So I've got to hand it over to Matt. Oh, I think I thought I did have it, and then I was nodding along, thinking you got it. It's close. In a simple way, that's. I think I've just said the exact same thing. <laughs> I can't remember. It's gone completely out of my head. Well, you were very close, but there's one crucial word that you mm-hmm. that you got wrong. It isn't simple. It's but in a sexy way, or it's ah, not obvious. And I, I can't I can't allow simple over sexy because no, yeah. I, I like saying sexy is too good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair that we got simple instead of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of lesser songwriters would have put simple, you know. So, again, the genius of Alice is sexy, makes women's and mine heart jump. Uh, so, still 14, 13. Still close stuff. The album was the UK's best-selling what in 25 years? Vinyl? Yes. Ooh, it's wow. all even. Even Stevens. Okay. 14 all. Well, we still got obviously Justin's era to do as well, but there is still another 10 questions here because I wrote so many. Uh, which two tracks fade into one another? A one point perspective and American sports. Correct. 15, 14. You only said it earlier. I was like, oh, he said it. I've got that question. Okay. This is an interesting one. So 15, 14. Which song inadvertently predicted the 2020 COVID pandemic? Golden Trunks? No. Based out. Matt, to you. She looks like fun. Correct. Do you know why? You've already got the point. Yeah. So it's fifteen, fifteen. So, um, what was it? Taking it all off the street as of March. yeah, as of March. We, so we take. Um, there's nobody on the streets. It's all gone yeah. online as of March. Mm. Which yeah, hmm, which is what happened. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did that happen in America in March or was it like? Actually, well, I was in Korea at the time, and it hit Korea. Oh, so in, I guess February, March-ish, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Alex predicting the future there. Crazy. Um, so that is now fifteen all again. Okay, this is what, <laughs> some of these questions. Honestly, I really thought I was going to whisk through these, so I'm really going to get into the weeds with them. The pot high maintenance was in the weeds. Uh, which piece of head garment is referenced in Monster Truck? Oh, that's all right, actually. Which piece of head garment is referenced in? Uh, I'm not going to say the full title. Monster truck. Oh, is it a is it a tea cozy or something like that? 
No, not traditionally a head garment, unless you're in Harry Potter and you're a house elf, but yeah. <laughs> she face down. Street. <laughs> street. Face down. Uh, a bowler cap? Bowler? Does it say? No, no. I thought you, I thought you would both get that, actually. It's um, you and Lily wearing Stetson hats. Ah, Stetson hats. Yeah, well, my favorite um, part of that song, actually. Um, so, still 15 all. Okay, here we go. Which film director inspired the music videos for the era? Ah, oh, um, Stanley Kubrick. Correct. Sixteen fifteen. Oh, this was this was my favorite question that I wrote. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> I felt really proud of myself for like two hours. Okay, here we go. If I was your babe, what would you be kissing me under on a crisp eve? Moon side boob. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was right I was like, that should be on a game show. That's amazing. Um, that was yeah. one where my mind just went blank. I was like, I know this is a Jamie thing. Shit, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, look, I could, it looks like a moon side boob. Um, 16 all. Uh, 16 all. Is this, yeah, 16 all. Okay. What track recording machine did Alex use to make the demos? I mean, that's ridiculous. It had his national. I mean, yeah. If I, do you want to go? Or... Brand of tape <laughs> machine. Well, I remember like reading about it, but I can't remember. Yeah. I thought you were going to come in then and not get it right. Uh -uh. Also. Um, you both pass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is how I thought we were going to whip for him. Uh, it's a Tascam 388 track recording mm. machine. Um, okay. <laughs> Name the drummer of the band Guards who contributed on four out of five. That's right. They needed more than Helders. Can you believe it? Another drummer. Um, from the band Guards, who I've never heard of, I'll be honest. No, I'm, I'm not, not familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it is Lauren Humphrey, like Lauren, like L O R E N, a male name, I think. Okay, so it's uh, still 16 or oh, no, sorry, yeah, 16 or name the 1973 film that inspired the lyrics and even features on the album. So the title it's it's inspired the lyrics of the album and it even features as a lyric uh, on the album. Oh. Um, oh my god. <laughs> my friends are gonna give me a lot of shit for this. Um <laughs> I know I keep thinking of ones, but I know it's not that year. 73. Oh, uh, no, that that's the year, but what's the title of the film? The film isn't called 73, no. That's the year 1973 is when it came out. Well, what's the name of the yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'd, I'd give you a clue what song it's in, but I've blanked myself. I think it's in... I think it's in science fiction. I think it's in... Yeah, I think so. I'll be wrong about that. It's not yeah, it's science fiction. Creature from the Black Lagoon, is it? No. Yeah, that's before get, it's a guess. stanley kubrick film right it's not i, th I the, think it's um a space odyssey uh 2001 a space odyssey no uh, oh, it's not a okay. kubrick film either um it's world on a wire oh. which is a, a film that inspired the inspired alex to write the lyrics and then obviously he says uh world on a wire is it science fiction why when you go yeah um is it yes it's some science fiction i've got that noise in my head when i say okay so still 16 all oh no 
you got Stanley Kubrick. No, no, it's still 16 yeah. Complete the lyric, Mr. Bridge and Tunnel. On the Starlight Express. Correct. 1716. Yeah, great line. Um, and now, so this one to end the tranquility questions. Complete the lyric to the era cover. I saw you dancing. Like Sinatra. Yeah, you know what? I think I give it. You. Yeah, it's, it? it's, it's, it's you moved like move like Sinatra. Like Sinatra. Yeah. It's, it's it's such a it's such a obscure <laughs> one. That I think nah, I'm going to give it. Yeah, eighteen sixty. Yeah. And it's uh, what is it? What's the song called? Dash. I don't even know what the song's called. It's, yeah, yeah, untitled or minus or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that Ed Sheeran album. Just is it minus sign? Is it? Flash? I don't know. Um, shit. Either way. But yeah, so 1816. Uh-huh. So okay, so we move on to favorite worst nightmare questions. Okay, you ready? What was the second single released? Fluorescent adolescent. Correct. So there you go, um, 1817. Okay. Who directed that video? Richard Iowade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 18. <laughs> 18 all. Which Hollywood actor starred? Stephen Graham. Correct, 1918. <sighs> what else did Richard Iowade direct for them in this era? In this era? Um... So of this time, of this not, time, of this tour. Not bright. Oh, um, it's not. It's not a music video. Yeah. Oh, live at the Apollo. Correct. Ah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Nice to Matthew. Complete the lyric. You can't kid us. And you couldn't kid anyone. Ooh. Oh. Oof. Oh, do I give it? No, I was kind of with the Sinatra one, so I'm phasing you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. And you can't trick anyone? Correct. Uh, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Which two tracks fade into one another? Uh, this house is a circus, and if you were there, beware. Correct. 20 all. This is so hard for you, Justin, but I think it might be equally as hard for my... Remember, this was questions for your era, so... <laughs> The album cover art was taken at a house in what district of Liverpool? It might be hard for you too, Matt, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I know it. Oh, God. Tense. It's, it's, it's so tense that Does I, I might have to... Uh... <laughs> uh, no, it didn't begin with K. You're both still in it, though. Uh, top stuff. What did you say? Top stuff. No, I, I can't understand what you're saying, but you're not saying that, I don't think. <laughs> oh, I was doing something in a Scouse accent. <laughs> uh, it's a very Scouse word, actually. No, it's not. Do you want to take any guesses, Justin? Is it like, uh, I don't know, the district. Now, I'm trying to think. You got, I remember when y'all talked about it and like reading off all the names of all the designers and everything. Is it like Gaston or something? Oh, you know like what? That? You know what, what just is. because that is so close and you're American and you clearly got that from listening to the pod, which <laughs> that I'm going to give it you because that is pretty impressive because it's it's Garston. So the fact that okay. you knew that is pretty, <laughs> is pretty cool. So um, what like what would be the spelling on that? Uh, G-A-R-S-T-O-N. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So it pretty much says you see, but it's a very scouse word. That's like a sort of Gaston. Gaston. Miles would Miles would say that as he slipped off his pants and did, did God knows what next. <laughs> seem seem to be in the national newspapers, I imagine. Um, but so that is twenty one twenty to Justin. Okay. Producer James Ford plays guitar on which track? Uh, only ones who know. Correct. 2220. The album won Best British Album at which music awards? Brit Awards. Correct. 2221. They attended the awards dressed as what? Uh, Wizard of Oz. No, phased out. You <sighs> fell into my trap. You fell into my trap. <laughs> I laid the trap. Oh, I know what it is. Do you have a guess, Matt? Oh, um... I was going to say the same thing as well, but I know that's that was on. Um... That was when they couldn't attend the the oh. first album was, and they did the kind of videos that they sent over. I can't, I can't think. I've been sat here thinking for ages. Okay, do you, do you know what it is, Justin? I can't get the point. Is it the clowns? Oh no, no, no! It's, oh, it's not that the was the either. that was the other video they sent. They attended okay. the <laughs> Nightmare Brits dressed as farmers. Just oh, like posh farmers with like um flat caps on and everything, yeah. <laughs> of course, the silly buggers. But yeah, um, so yeah, still 22-21. The bad thing depicts an in a relationship female celebrity flirting with Alex. Who is that celebrity? Mm-hmm. I covered it not that long ago. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> say covered it. Resented covering it. <laughs> I I don't know. It's somebody really annoying, isn't it? I do remember it now. I, I can't really give you a clue no. because it would be too good of a clue for you, Matt, and not a good clue for Justin. I fear. Both passing. Yeah. Yep. The clue I would have given you, Matt, would have been Pete Doherty. Was the person that this person was in a relationship with? Kate Moss. Yeah, it was Kate oh, Moss. I wouldn't have got it. Bye, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying it on with Alex. Uh, but yeah, so still 22 21. Uh, okay. If I was a lovely lad, what would the walls make me? Sweat. No, phased out. <laughs> Pass. Don't know. Ah, uh, sinners. Ah, mate. Yeah, that one was a bit of a oh, I was thinking about cornerstone, you're thinking cornerstone, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so still 22 21. Florissant Adolescent was co written by who Joanna Bennett, correct? Nice 23 21, now married to Kings of Leon, dude. Yeah, um, if you were there, beware depicts a phone call between a journalist and who. Alex's grandmother. Yes. Or if you were from here, you'd say Alex's nan. Oh, 23, no. 21. But I'll, <laughs> I'll give it you. I'll give it you. Okay. Uh, 24, 21. <laughs> um, okay. Complete the lyric. And, and when did your list... Replace the twist. Correct. 24, yeah. 22. And turn. But I'll give you that because it's there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Complete the lyric again. Brian. Tom Marks for not trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25, 22. 
<laughs> okay, so ju- Justin has won because it's the um, the last question here. But yeah, here's the last one. <clears throat> Complete the lyric to the era cover. When you left the house this evening. To the era cover. Oh, era cover. give you a clue it's not alex singing the cover and it's this era ah gotcha (laughs) i thought you'd be back in a little while yes yeah (laughs) bad woman woman. (laughs) so yeah when you love the house this evening um in richard hawley's dulcet tones uh so 26 22 now so well done justin um you so nick sent me i I said to nick okay so i'm gonna put this in here i didn't (laughs) include this because i thought it would be way too harsh on justin but i said to him like i've got i've I've got like 20 questions for hey west nightmare i need to do 15 more didn't in the end but it made for a fun round there um i said to him can you send me a question any favorite nightmare questions and he sent me this and i'd be interested to know if either of you get it in the teddy picker video helders is drinking what brand of cider um strong bar no no it's not gonna be is it <laughs> justin probably doesn't have a clue no it nah. was magnus it was magnus and i said to nick i can't ask justin that he's not gonna know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> if i ask him that <laughs> hey it's really hard as it is it's a good great question it but like in, but like it's not even from the uk he's not gonna know what magnus is um, it, it was popular they, around that time wasn't it <laughs> it, it was very popular there, yeah. around that time yeah he's there in the pub with his client to magnus um but yeah okay so that was fun so just a new win now we're going to do something where we together as a group rank and decide the order of the best music uh, videos from the first two eras that we've already covered because if i think if i did them all nick would have a a, a breakdown um (laughs) that that he wasn't involved so we'll just do those two He's probably going to break down now listening, actually. Um, but um, oh, I just meant I just meant to remember that when you said earlier that your favorite album was Tranquility, Matt, I was all prepped to do this. Technological advances really blooming get me in the mood. There you go. <laughs> seems that they do. Yes, we're going to rank the music videos, but it kind of seems like, wouldn't you both say, that in a way we're kind of reviewing them. Yeah, okay. through, yeah. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? Should we start mm-hmm. with Fake Tales of San Francisco? The kind of, it's not, not, I guess, kind of half fun made, I guess, or half, it's a very independent yeah. music video, let's say. In, in just like a video. compilation, mostly. Yeah, just like some live stuff. Yeah. I love this video. Mm. So actually, we should just say, just to, just to get our biases out of the way. My, so my favorite Artie Monkey's video, full stop, that you'll know from the pod, is Teddy Picker. The Teddy Picker video mm. is still my favorite. It's still one that, like, if I'm drunk and we're just playing YouTube <laughs> random in the background, as soon as I hear the... Stand up to the sun of the... Ding, 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 warm up, I'm like, oh my God, it's on. Um, I love that video so much. Um, that's my favorite. What's your favorite video from this era? So um, there was, like, three kind of competing a lot but i put my number one at leave before the lights come on great choice 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, just from like, I'm like always reviewing movies and stuff too. So I'm always looking at like, what is the story here? And like, what, what are these people <laughs> doing and stuff? <laughs> so, and the, yeah. the video has two movie UK movie stars in it. Um, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. She's in uh, Liz from Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And well, Paddy Constantine's kind of a, a transatlantic star now as well because he's in a House of Dragon, I believe, and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that one. yeah, but yeah, so yeah, great story, interesting story that video tells. In no way relates to the song, but it's just kind of an interesting tale. Um, mm -hmm. with strange, strange idea. I was thinking, who had the idea? Like, who was it that came in the room and went, Let's do this? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those too. I think, I think just in you'll see in my rankings, I give more points towards, I guess, like some kind of story. So, all mm. of the ones which is kind of unfortunate too, I feel kind of conflicted because a lot of the story ones don't involve the band in any kind of way. So, I'm always conflicted because I'm like, I would like to see the band in the videos but most of the time they're just not unless it's like a compilation or they're performing like mm. in the studio or live on stage or something so i am a little conflicted about that but i did give more weight towards the storied ones for sure no i agree with you i think i think with with the teddy picker women favorite i guess it's nostalgic and i think but at the time it was a little slice of seeing them in the studio which we hadn't really seen before because at the time there wasn't mm -hmm. as much stuff you know youtube videos mm -hmm. of stuff like that out there apart from Helder's yeah. little clips so i think that's where that comes from and the same goes for fake tales i guess because i suppose when i watch that original fake tales it's very nostalgic because it reminds me of being you know 15 14 15 mm -hmm. and seeing that video and being like oh my god and seeing those gigs and alex just doing that mad dance when it goes yeah. fast and stuff like yeah crazy crazy but but I, obviously i don't think fake tales will be the top <laughs> it is charming though just because <laughs> yeah. of the age because i mean that even maybe maybe you know better about this i would assume that that came out before the actual yeah. album came out because i assume it came out with the five minutes or whatever um, i could be wrong but i think it even came out before dance floor yeah um, okay, yeah yeah so it was like just it wasn't even a video it's not like it was a video that i think it did then get put on tv when mm -hmm. they became big news but it was just a fan thing it was kind okay. of a shared thing i think i don't think there was anything particular i think there's a small you've seen it a lot with them there's a very small production company called bang bang films in sheffield mm -hmm. that, that they kind of knew the people and they were making their videos and stuff so yeah it was kind of a bit of um it, in the same way they, they did everything then they were doing it themselves making stuff yeah. getting loads of traction so yeah um you know even if they weren't doing it on purpose and everything kind of was happening around them it yeah. was still cool um, also they like us to believe um <laughs> but yeah the and then and then obviously dance floor video is a it's it's a hard one this because again i prefer music videos with stories as well but mm. that was like because i got into them somebody had given me um my cousin had kind of got me into them on this you know pirated copy of the first album and got into them and then the, this video came out and it was like the coolest thing ever because it was just them playing it and they didn't look like a band they didn't look like mm. they just look like us you know they were dressed like us and they spoke like us and he says at the start um you know don't believe the hype and it's like whoa what the fuck who's this guy and they just played this live version of the song and elders is winking at the calm and it was shot like some kind of old tv show here and um 
yeah that's so and it was on the news because this because the album was like the fastest on debut album here so it was mm-hmm. like beat like the big news at 10 o'clock that everyone used to watch back when people used to watch the news at scheduled time <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like 10 o'clock news and it was like yeah, band arctic monkeys have broken that and it's just crazy they were everywhere so that video is like yeah very nostalgic again mm-hmm. um, and cool um how does that how does that video play in america when you were that age when you see that video on tv if it did it get a lot of airtime i don't even know well i don't remember ever seeing it on television um so and i remember when you guys were covering it i think you kind of mentioned when you were covering the uh, the dance floor episode that it and you just said like it looks like an old kind of tv show and so even watching it now it doesn't give me any kind of vibes it honestly Mm. i kind of confuse it with i think one of their covers at the time from that same era was (laughs) take it or leave it and i always i would watch that a lot because it wasn't an actually like released song and so watching it this time i was like just kind of confusing those moments in my mind yeah honestly yeah if you if it wasn't part of the zeitgeist like it was Mm -hmm. here i could see why that would be and yeah it's similar to that it's funny Mm -hmm. you say that actually because i think their idea for the video though we put it to looking a bit like um i think it was the the gray whistle test this the show that used to show um bands or um there was a few of them back in the day here where they just have a band different bands performing Mm -hmm. i think they actually had the idea it's very similar to a to a strokes video can't oh, think how okay. strokes video is but there's a strokes video where the band just play a live version of the song in a very similar way i mm. think an early strokes video um i don't know what song it is now but but yeah it always reminds me of that so i think in their minds maybe because they were such big strokes fans that maybe they were you know tapping into that as well um but yeah no so it's interesting isn't it how like personal experiences change it and yeah so then so when the sun goes down wouldn't have been one that you would have seen on tv either at the time it wasn't i mean when did i guess they made little dents at the time didn't they but i guess the first time i remember them being a thing a big thing in america was kind of maybe suck it and see was when because they went on tour with the black keys and stuff and i think they started to get a bit more traction and then obviously um took them to that next level but so the first time I saw them live was in, on the Humbug tour um, in 2009 okay, cool. in Louisiana, um, the Ooh, House of Blues in New that's Orleans. so cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. So cool. I have an amazing have story to go with that. <laughs> so um, me and my friends, it was um, the first time I had been to New Orleans and uh, the, the two friends I went with, his sister lived in New Orleans. So that's why we chose to go there. And we showed up super early because it's like a 10 hour drive. And... And they just so happened to be there. Well, we showed up at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon and walked into the venue and were literally standing right next to the stage while they were um, practicing. And wow. they did a song that they've never performed live. We watched them perform the Arcade Fire song that's in it, that was in the trailer for uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Um, which wow. had, like, I think, come out at that that same year. And so we recognized it. And I always thought that that was going to be like a Diamonds Are Forever or some kind of cover that came out. And they never performed it. Like we watched them sound check it and they never performed it ever again. It was wow. the wildest thing. And we were standing there. I remember like Alex looked over at me and I was like, oh, shit, we shouldn't be here. And we like <laughs> kind of bounced after that. And it was fucking crazy. Yeah. So but that was 2009. And the venue was packed out. That was a uh, house of house of wow. blues or whatever. I think. Yeah. House of blues. Yeah. 
So. Well, that's a fucking cool story that I'm jealous yeah. of. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was like that one more. I saw them two other times after that. Nothing ever like that happened again. But yeah, it was a wild uh, situation. I think, I think we're having technical difficulties. I think Justin's mic's not working. I think we're cutting him out. Oh my God. No, I'm just winding you up. Okay. Just, I'm just jealous. I'm bitter, okay. bitter and jealous. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Um, that's wow. What, what a cool story. So they'd never, uh, yeah, because they never have covered an arcade fire song have they so yeah i have to look that up i'll look it up Mm -hmm. it was um i remember at the time because we were like oh i recognize the trailer i think i know what you mean trailers like the ones that they do wake up it's called wake up by the arcade fire yeah so but it does have a story it does yeah and the same guy too who's in um i know him from like boardwalk empire or uh yes yeah 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 Yeah, exactly yeah It's funny because he's he's very Liverpoolian in real life. Um, uh, he does a, he's in a lot of American stuff now, isn't he? He's in Gangs of yeah. New York as well, I think. Mm, yeah. um, he was in The Irishman last year. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, yeah, obviously tells a story that's pretty similar to the song. The yeah. actual short film, the full short film from mm-hmm. it is was they basically made it because of the song. They they mm-hmm. had the idea from the song, so all shot in that area that the song's about. Again, mm-hmm. Bang Bang Films. Uh, Andy's in it getting accosted yeah. by a prostitute but right. what's your favorite video matt um teddy picker same yeah is it, is yeah, it um... for me it's just because it reminds me of how cool it was at the time because you'd never really seen them in the studio and stuff like <clears throat> pretty much um i did i do love uh leave before the lights um come on as well again for the story that was just great, great little twist mm-hmm. and a great actor <laughs> in it as well um but yeah teddy picker i've always liked that video Hmm. By the way, if you you might not have seen this, Justin, but you should check out a film called Dead Man's Shoes. Um, oh yeah, nursing. I know you do horror covers, but I guess it's kind of a thriller, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like we, terrifying. We that line a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon you could probably cover it, and you would you would watch one of the most intense films you've probably ever seen. It's it's madness, but um, yeah, that's actually made by the production. I think it's the same production company that do some of Arctic Monkey stuff. So it's, okay. it's in Sheffield, that filmed in Sheffield, I think. So yeah, you should check it out. Okay. But um, but yeah, um, so okay, so we got to the book of two there. So let's because otherwise this pod's gonna be about three hours long if we don't speed this up. So fake tales is as I say to Nick every week when we're recording. Um, so let let's go. We will take our personal biases out of it. We've got fake tales, dance for. Should we uh, view from the afternoon? Oh, sorry, leave four lights. Come on, not what we're doing. Fake tales dance floor when the sun goes down. View from the afternoon. Leave four lights. Come on, Brian Storm, Teddy Picker, first adolescent. Mm-hmm. Now, view from the afternoon is a really interesting one in terms of story as well, because um, mm-hmm. it's obviously just a a drummer on a council estate there in the UK outside some flats. Being terrorized by people, some weird stuff that I think I tried to delve into, and I can't remember now because it was so long ago they covered it. But there's like an internet theory about how it's it all relates to Buddha. Different... <laughs> yeah, Buddha. Yeah, and I remember getting really deep on it, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Um, but um, <laughs> some of it, some of it stood up. Some of it stood up. I don't know if that's where the band's minds were at, at the time. If I'm being honest, but there you go. Um, the director might have been though. So I think if I was to take my personal biases aside. Because here's how it kind of runs down for me. Fake Tales is a fan-made video, basically, essentially, mm. an indie music video. Dance Floor is just them performing, but in a cool way, and it's very nostalgic. When the Sun Goes Down is actually a short film that's then mm. edited down, so interesting. View from the Afternoon is an interesting take, especially, and them also knowing that the drums are the key aspect of that song to be able to, to do that. Brian Storm is basically a Beyonce video with 
the band playing, um, Teddy Picker again, live performance, and Fuss Adolescent is again a, another sort of cool idea that kind of links to the song in sound, I'd say, in a weird way, clowns fighting and stuff. But it's kind of a film called Quadrophenia here in the UK, mm. an old film about mods fighting, mm. and it's kind of that yeah. with clowns, I suppose. Oh, okay. Um, so it's that's yeah, interesting video. Um, so what speaking objectively, what I wonder what we all agree is the 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 least um uh, interesting video out of all of them. I think if I was to take my biases out, I'd probably have to go fake tales just because it's so independent. That's the one I have in my last spot. Is fake. it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I quite like the charm of it, to be honest. I, 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 I love the charm in a way. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um my second yeah. choice for that spot could be Brian Storm though. Because mm-hmm. it makes me laugh, but it isn't got a whole lot of interest around it, really. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd be overall with those, I think. I would be. I, so I have Brainstorm a little bit higher up, but of the ones, I, that would be the one I would be okay to drop because it doesn't have the story and it's more just style. Um, I think it's funny that it, as heavy as a song as it is and as different for Arctic Monkeys, the dance style that goes with it was always yeah. kind of humorous for me, but it's, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, no story or anything. So yeah, I, yeah, I could drop that one for sure. Yeah, I well, agree. I think what I, would you I quite that, like. Yeah. I, I agree. Actually, I do. I, I think I, I well, mostly I prefer bands sometimes just playing. Mm. You know, for music videos, I, I do quite like. Mm. But it is it is quite a boring video. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, maybe you can nice tell me, Matt. I, I was trying to remember. I always felt also, although it looked like seventies, the dance floor video in their minds might have been inspired by a Strokes video where they just play. Couldn't remember the stroke song. It's very similar. They just come is it out last and night. Just is it last night? I was I so sure it wasn't behind strokes, hasn't it? Yeah, it is last night, isn't it? I think I just, it is. It's yeah. funny, both both of their songs that uh, two of their most famous songs that everyone hates. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when fans hate, you know, fans love to hate the songs. I imagine strokes really big stroke fans probably like if you say last night's the best song, they'll tear your eyes out. I imagine, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so I, okay, let, let's meet in the middle and say that Brian Storm and, and Fake Tales go in those last two slots in whatever sure. order we want to put them in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably my next least favorite one. Ooh, if I was to crack one on, I, I, you know, it probably would be Dance Floor because it is very nostalgic for me, but I'm not very likely to watch it if I had the choice. Mm. So I'd, I'd probably go Dance Floor next, but I could be swayed. Um, well, I suppose dance floor. I would, I, I very rarely listen to that song, anyway. Mm, so I, that's, I certainly yeah. wouldn't watch that video again, mm-hmm. unless it came up yeah. on sort of YouTube shuffle, I guess. Yeah. Um, unless Alex is shouting "Ladies" before it, I'm not interested really in that song yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's in my. So I had fake tales and then dance floor. So I would be fine to drop it. Yeah. To cool. So dance floor next. Okay. okay. So next, I would. Ooh, it's getting a bit murky, isn't it? I guess I would have to go then. In that essence, I would probably have to go with the view from the afternoon because although I think it's an interesting story, it, it and I love watching it, but it isn't held. If if it was held as playing the drums in that video, yeah. mm. if I was gonna, I would rather put on the um, the mat, um, uh, what's it called, multicam mat from Live at the Apollo, and watch that than watch mm-hmm. the view from the afternoon video. So because it's not held as it gets deducted points, and it mm. is a bit funny if you're from kind of accounts if you know kind of state sort of area in the uk it's pretty funny to watch that video because you can sort of you can see the characters 
in the people that are there. You know who those would think, oh, yeah, that would be him. He'd be throwing kebab meat at them. Um, but, yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's probably going to have to go next for me. My only other one that I would like – so I'm not really crazy about the fluorescent adolescent video, mostly just because it's kind of random. I always was <laughs> – I had this crazy conspiracy theory or just, like, theory that, like, they intended – to have this house as a circus as a single and that would be the video for it because it kind of fits the more chaotic nature of it and the clowns mm. but for fluorescent adolescent it never really hit for me and since it's just uh nothing's time to the music nothing you know it literally yeah. you could put uh, any kind of song over it and it would be fine it wouldn't change anything about the video so i was always like hmm i wonder if this was really made for this song i don't know yeah i'm i know what you mean i don't think i ever watch it really i think the last time i'd watched it in years was when i when we sat down to do the episode and i think i know what you mean i, I love it i think I, I loved it then because it was rich diwadi and it mm. was um there's a bit of like remind there's bits in it that reminds me of a tv show called spaced here and yeah. there's there's the clown stuff that's a bit like quadrophenia and it's kind of a, it's kind of taking the piss out of British sort of gangster films, which I can't stand anyway. So it kind yeah. of a lot plays into it, but but then I think it's amp. I might be getting kind of mixed up in the fact that when they went on Jonathan Ross dressed as clowns um, mm. and they performed it live yeah. dressed as clowns, might be feeding into that as well because I love that when they did that. So um, there's actually a picture of me out there dressed as a sad clown on Halloween that year because I was so obsessed with it, but I have to get that out there in the ether. But um, (laughs) yeah, I got over a lot of girls that night. It was a very good costume. Um, Back in my day to get that in there. Um, But yeah, it was... uh, So yeah, I I, I wouldn't be... It would probably next for me anyway. So I Mm -hmm. wouldn't fight you on it now. I had it quite high, me. I I think I got back into it again when it came back into the set when they came back to the UK mm-hmm. for the tour. <clears throat> um, I would like to test that theory, though, Justin. Like, if we, if we tried, I might try it one time, download the video and try a few tracks over it. Okay. Yeah. I'd yeah, because I think... I think fluorescent adolescent and I could look it up and um, this house circus are close, like within, I would probably guess 10 to 15 seconds to where if there was some extra footage or they cut it down, it would be easy. That was always my guess. Um, But as far as I remember, nothing links specifically to the music or like music hits or anything like that. I think there's one part of the quarters, I think. Where they look mm. back at itself and the younger, and it's uh, it's the um, where did you go? Yes, mm. where did I you go? Yeah, bit, yeah. I, I I think. Do you remember when we covered it and we were talking about how to us it sounded like carnival esque and it sounded yeah. like nostalgia because it is about somebody looking back on their life. And I think yeah. clowns. I think I think they're playing on clowns and adolescents. Mm, and I, I think the idea. I think the story is basically that it's two friends that were friends as kids that were from different worlds and then they've grown mm-hmm. up and grown apart and they're fighting but then in that moment they realize and remember how they used to be friends okay. which is kind of a take on first adolescent in a way yeah you know in, in that concept of being older and looking back and how exciting your life was then and how things are different mm-hmm. now so i think yeah i think i've taught myself into having it a bit higher having it higher but, okay. <laughs> but um but i think that's what feeds into it but but yeah and it's I always wondered why when they took that house apart for the cover of, they went to all that effort in Garston of taking that house apart and designing it 
and doing the cover, why they didn't just shoot at this house as a circus video while they're in a house with all that stuff in it. That is a shame. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I love the album art as well. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. They didn't. Um, or a balaclava video that no one wants could be in there. <laughs> uh, that is one of the ones where the metaphor stood. So I've got a special, but at least that didn't let me down. Um, but, okay. So, I, so you had, okay. So it was, it, it was view from and then, then and then be fluorescent, but we're kind of well let's park it then because either one's fine yeah yeah we'll have them there and then so we've got left when the sun goes down mm-hmm. and teddy picker and leave before the lights spot. oh sorry leave before lights come on so that was your top and teddy picker was ours so would we all agree that when the sun goes down is so it's three two one basically we're going to decide here now we all had the others in the top spot which would imply that we're going to have them first and second so yeah, and so when the sun third. goes down, would be kind of third by default. Yeah, but that's got Andy in it, <laughs> <laughs> but it has also got a racist actress in it, as it turns out. So points oh, taken no. away for oh, that. Really? Yeah, it turns no. out she was. Yeah, she got in a taxi and used a bad word to drive at a taxi driver, and her career ended. So um, yeah, so we'll, we'll not that man's fault though, is it? Um, but no, the yes, but an actor called Stephen Graham is in it as well, and he's uh, now a mm-hmm. Hollywood star. So yeah, what can you say? That kind of amps mm-hmm. up. Um, and his cameo, and Helder's cameo as well, <laughs> obviously. But uh, but no, no, no. Um, but yeah, third, I think third is good for that. That would mean then we have to f- scrap it out over live for lights come on and Teddy Picker. <laughs> now, I'm not just going to simply say it's two against one. Fuck off! I'm not going to say that. No, unless I'm no. unless I'm under me would say it. I would yeah. say that. Well, I will concede. Cool. Well, I will concede that um, I had Teddy Picker higher than any like as for a live performances. It was high, and as mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned before, the the biggest negative for me for a lot of the monkeys videos is that they're not participating in it um so to have teddy picker it is you know charming to have like a live version and them setting up and going like you know getting some drinks and stuff like that so i i do appreciate the charm of teddy picker for sure yeah um and i appreciate the charm of live for lights come on because it's a really good video and it's a really good story and i always loved that and as you know that was uh, my favorite song for a while yeah um, until yeah, kind same. of if you were there beware took it so mm-hmm. um and yeah and everyone's wrong but me about what it's like <laughs> about i actually did you agree with me matt was that you that agreed with me did i say um i think i did i think you emailed me yeah that it was because nick says it's about a nightclub but i always saw it about a house party and and being there the, the, morning, like, the, the morning the morning after, after the lights yeah, coming on the morning after mm-hmm. yeah um i still think i'm right even though uh one of our listeners that we listen now came up to us in the middle of the gig in manchester and said hello to us and then said nick's right you're wrong dan and i was like <laughs> but then he did turn the guy did find me in the crowd joey suck it and see it say this is your favorite song so i'll forgive him there you go. uh that was an emotional moment but um but no uh, uh, yeah we're definitely right though matt it's definitely about that obviously. i think so um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense narratively anyway don't get me started we'll be here all night uh but yeah um one thing I'm i not- do like about to uh, argue for leave before the lights come on not super hard but the way the twist at the end is very reminiscent of a lot of Alex's lyrics, like things like the bakery mm. or cornerstone mm. you know, or second yeah. and C where it's got that twist. And so in some ways it kind of represents them in that kind of way, even though they're not you know, yeah. participating in it. And it's got the cool freeze frame during the sort of solo bit where they're shouting mm. at each other and where the song comes in. You know what I think personally, and 
stepping in, Matt. But I would say that I'm playing into Teddy Picker because of a lot of nostalgia rather than, and it's a really good video. And it is directed, by the way, by Roman Coppola, whose dad directed The Godfather. So, you know, yeah. we'll let that <laughs> oh, affect yeah. it. But, you know, um, <laughs> but um, his sister was in The Godfather 3, though, so he loses points for that. But um, <laughs> I would, I would say. It's a great we... video. Putley Farts Come On is, is a better video as a story, isn't it? We're feeding a lot of nostalgia in with Teddy Picker, you say. I, I, I think you'd be proud to come up with that idea and to film it that well and get them actors in it. Maybe not the other one. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it is a better video. And I'm I, and I'm also really proud of the way that I can reenact that video using just my voice, the start of it anyway, with the... Uh, so I'm just that's just my party <laughs> trick for that if anyone cares. So no, I, I'm gonna go live for that's one. I think it's Teddy Picker than live for that's one because it is a cool video. Yeah, it is a very I'm cool video. That, yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. And I actually left it off my list originally because I forgot about it. So oh, yeah. make, make it make it up to it. I was just thinking album track, album track, album track. Okay, so there we go. We're, we're going kind of um, with. Fake Tales slash Brian Storm at the bottom there. And then we're going View From slash. I mean, we didn't really commit to anything, did we? It was me and Nick never do either. But um, then we're going sort of, um, uh, I think, View From the Afternoon as well slash Fluorescent. But I think what we can all agree on is that the best ones are When the Sun Goes Down, Eddie Picker, Leave for the Lights Come On, and the best videos yeah. of the era. And yeah. plenty more where that came from as time goes on. Some very interesting videos on the horizon. Yeah. But the first the first song is a video, isn't it? I always forget about that one. Um, oh, but, yeah, uh, I do yeah, too. Uh, yeah, I always forget that there's a video for My Propeller coming in yeah. January. Strange, isn't it? Strange. Um... It's like a boat on a green screen, something like that. Like, no, they're that's with boats, crying, lightning. crying Lightning. Oh, yeah, think... of course. What? But my propeller is like a drawing. Is it like a yeah, like, like a filter yeah. thing, right? Yeah. 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 Is it is it a bit like the Do I Want to Know one, but like a kind of different vibe to it? I can't remember now. Without the budget, but I think without they're the playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and without the playing. AM yeah, Hollywood yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrexham before they got bought. That was my propeller compared to that. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, as we've already well established that Matt's favorite era is tranquility and justin's era is favorite worst nightmare you forgot the words You fucked it up, Alex. You fucked it up. Hell was <laughs> pissing himself. Um, but yeah, so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a, an XI, an album XI. We're gonna pit them track by track, which is normally the hell that me and Nick have to go through. But because Nick isn't here to help me decide, I'm gonna take all my personal biases out and I'm going to let both of my guests give an argument for that why their song should be picked, and I'm gonna go solely off that. Maybe I'll let a little bit of bias go. If it's obvious which song's better, then you know. That's that really, but um, but so the first one in this would of course be Star Treatment and Brian Storm. So Justin, would you like to? If I, yeah, Justin, tell me why Brian Storm's the. Yeah, sure. So, 
So a couple things about this one. Um, first, I wrote like Brainstorm is a slap in the mouth uh, to start an album in this way, um, even coming off some of the faster songs from from the first album. I mean, this was just a totally different beast in my mind, too. This is like the introduction of Nick and they give him that kind of time to shine. He was on leave before the lights come on, but I think. That was played back in like 2005. So I think those parts were mostly Andy. So it's kind of like the reintroduction of the band that we know and love today. Um, It's definitely a staple in the live show. I think it's been played the most times maybe behind the dance floor. Um, It's pretty much like never left. So I still think in a lot of ways, the guys like really love it too. And, um, and also too, I like how it kind of cements the idea that the first song on the album kind of needs to represent the album and start it off in a really strong way, which uh, the view from the afternoon started it. But I feel like Brainstorm made it the trend of like, this is what needs to happen continuing on. So yeah, yeah. Brainstorm. Love it. It's a compelling argument. And <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll tell you at the end what my biases lean or what my ideas were. But before I do that, should, Matt, Matt, do you want to tell me why that star yeah. treatment, famously polarizing song, star treatment, why that should be the song that's picked? Not to me, not my words. <laughs> so I can see it, and that is a very compelling argument, Justin. I wish I wrote some stuff down now <laughs> because I did for everything else but this part. And I think what you said about brainstorm with come from it, the um, heart, it comes from the heart. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And probably a couple of pints. Um, so Star Treatment does set up that album. It is such a, it is so committed to what the album's going to be with the opening piano twinkles. I think that's the right word, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's just some it, words. It, it's, 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 yeah, it's just completely setting yourself up for it. Um, so unexpected. Nobody thought they was going to do that, especially after AM and a five year gap. Um, and other than that, it's just, it's just a fantastic song. I think what I really like about it the most is it's got Alex's great storytelling and also not quite understanding what he's going on about, especially for the first few listens. And by the end, it's the um, the final line, which always reminds me a bit of, um, is it She's Thunderstorms? Not that it's the same thing, but it's that same kind of double meaning of the star treatment. There's your guess. That was, isn't it? That, that, and I think it's the yeah, double yeah, meaning yeah. star treatment, which you would give to somebody, wouldn't you? Um, when he's yeah. talking about allowance. Uh, singer doing four sure. nights a week it's just yeah. yeah it's the star treatment given to it uh, it's also the star treatment lighting up the light going ahead um yeah i just think it, and i i do mm. like brainstorm but I, th- I think star treatment's just it's just something else <laughs> this is this one really has hard. the hardest part in this i know i said i, said, I don't yeah. know why i said i didn't before that it would be uh, i've got the definitely got the hardest part it's the picking that's the hard bit of course it is so here's my thoughts coming into it my thought my heart was with star treatment because okay nostalgia is with brian storm brian storm is brian storm and it's a great song and you know i'm a big lover of helders so points for that uh one of his best works star treatment lyrically is uh, very interesting for all the reasons you just gave. And also, obviously, it gives us what is turned out to be an iconic Arctic Monkeys line. I just wanted to be one of the strokes. Now look at the mess you made me make. Um, and I do love the whole um, handcuff to a suitcase and then in the backseat of a car on a long drive. Yeah, I love that. That is like, he's written yeah. a song and gone, what would Dan like? And he's written that. So, um, as he often does. And, and, I and think you know what? That, that lyric, um, an apparition. What is it? An apparition is a cheap date. Mm. And it, 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 you see it from the, the rear view mm. mirror. Just saw it. Yeah. Um, you can picture it yeah. completely, can't you? 
He's wrote a film with them lyrics. He has, and ooh, you try look at you coming in here for another slice. Of can I offer a counter <laughs> argument? Go on, go on. So I also there. do love Star Treatment as well. But you said something I had never considered about maybe one point perspective might be a better opener for that album. And I never thought and I started listening to the album. I rearranged it in a playlist with that being the point. And honestly, I think I kind of agree with that. Um, it's like like Star Trek. It, it's weird to put it some other places in some instances, but also to. I think more people might have been more receptive if One Point Perspective had opened the album. So here's you, you both your arguments, your counter argument and second argument. Great. <laughs> what here's going through my head is Brian Storm, Helders, and the nostalgia of me in a supermarket canteen at 17, listening to it for the first time on Zane Lowe's show, texting Nick about it. And then start treatment having, you know, when I first heard it, I didn't, I was like, just like everyone else, I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then I think two days later, I was kind of obsessed with the whole album. So it's that jarring. I think, so, so I think I'm going to have to give it to star treatment only because I think lyrically, it pips Brian Storm. Brian Storm loses points because it isn't a very interesting lyric song. It's kind of mm. funny, but it's not great. It's not his best work. So Doesn't I think I because depth, I think yeah. that no, no depth. And because Star Treatment, I'm not, that's not going to how it's going to go for the whole of this album, by the way, because I think there's, <laughs> there's other songs that, that do. But Star Treatment has has interesting music that is so, like, it's almost not a song, is it? It's just a stream of consciousness and some weird music. But it's yeah. like, well, once you get it, once it clicks, it's like the first time when you listen to Paranoid Android, maybe, and you think, this is just weird lyrics and no structure to a song what's going on but when it clicks you go wow this is like the best song i've ever heard and i think star yeah. treatment has that click as well and um, mm -hmm. before anyone gets annoyed i'm not saying it's as good as paranoid android before i get any tweets or anything like that that's like from one of the best albums ever made but so star treatment wins the first one but the second one mm, oh god it's never easy is it um <laughs> one point perspective versus teddy picker matt do you want to tell us why i should pick teddy picker um why one point perspective? Sorry, why should not? Yeah, away. why should it one point perspective? Um, I'm just thinking about you saying about starting the album now. I've never thought about, about that before. I, yeah, I never thought about it either. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah brainstorm actually. One point perspective. This is an hard one to describe because it is, it, it possibly is one of my favorite Arctic Monkeys songs. Um, Oh, I'm going to be terrible for defending these songs. I hope you've got some good stuff wrote down <laughs> to defend them for me. <laughs> um, um, let me well, I can't do that because it makes me look not biased. If I know. I know yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be terrible at this part. It's a fantastic song. It's. Um, I can't even think of the lyrics now. There's too much pressure on me. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get. I've just realised how good this song is, and and now I want to give Brian Storm to the first song, so it doesn't look like I'm just going to pick. Um... <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. This song, and I think again, a bit like Star Treatment, you don't quite get it. Did you watch the um, the Jules Holland performance last year? Yeah, I think because yeah. I my I was getting my girlfriend into Arctic Monkeys at the time, and and I was sort of we put it on and stuff, and she was sort of getting into a bit more since Body Paint came out, and I watched that again, and I thought. It was like I'd not heard it before, just seeing it live again, uh, one point perspective. It's yeah, and, and again, it's uh, also one of my favorite moments with that little solo that comes through. I always mm -hmm. think less is more with stuff like that, and I think that just proves it. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, God. Right. Okay. Hit me with Teddy Picker. Come on. All right. I'm going to do my best then. Okay. So what I wrote, like the reason like favorite worst nightmare, it resonates so much with me is because it came out so quickly. And I, I think that that actually was a good idea because the first album was so iconic. And the thing about that one is, is most of the time when you do kind of polls, people will say like, Oh, vampires, vampires is the worst on there. It's maybe the one that you could cut or whatever. And Teddy Picker, I think, kind of speaks to that because um, it's perceptive in a way that's not just about going out to clubs and partying. It's speaking for the youth in a way that's insightful and not just rebellious. It is that kind of punk style, but it's saying something and something that's important for who they were at the time and what the album kind of represents as well for moving this band who shows they don't want to just be known for. I bet you look good on the dance floor moving forward. And it's became an iconic song. Um, it has, you know, a fantastic solo and it's um i don't know it's it's chipping away at these popular ideas and kind of giving this beacon but in a fun pop punk kind of sound mm. so i think it's like taking the step that the first album took and moving them forward in a direction that they really wanted to go and needed to resonate with people mm, that's a very good argument and okay here's <laughs> here's here's, a, here's where my head's up one point perspective would be my personal bias because I have a lot of personal things to that song as well as when we cover it, I'll talk about. And I do think it's an absolutely phenomenal tune. But what you've just reminded me of is that Teddy Picker, the lyrics are so good. And they're not just like with Brian Storm, they're funny, but like you said, Teddy Picker's actually making a point, which was very important at the time, these celebrities that get plucked out. And he was making this point about fame. And it was very much a UK thing at the time, this, this kind of person. You know who they were, you know, celebrity big brother types, uh, people like that. And um, and I think it was such. I think it's such a cool song. The video again is great, and but I think the 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 lyrics are so insightful and funny at the same time, which is hard to do to do that, like with the first album. That I think I'm going to give it to Teddy Picker. <laughs> yeah, another day it could easily be one point perspective, but I think I'm going to give it Teddy Picker. I know I've got an uphill battle, but I'll do my best. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely you got an uphill battle with an exit. <laughs> yeah, you did. You convinced me. Yeah. You, char you charmed me. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Speaking of uphill battles, it is American Sports versus D is for Dangerous. Uh, Justin, why don't you go for, American, uh, for D is for Dangerous? Okay, so I'm going to try to give this one a little bit more depth than I think that is typically associated with this song, which is fair, but also to a big thing, their perception and also to what I think was resonating with them going into the second album is the big thing of Andy leaving or whatever. And even just the representative of this is somebody we played with as kids that we grew up with. And even this perception of like, oh, they're becoming huge superstars now and like sticking with the people who are around you and those kind of things. So one of the things that I really appreciate about this song is it feels like it's kind of almost stick like supporting Nick in a way. And I think even like the, the instrumentation kind of does that where the guitars drop out a lot. You know, we had some good moments with Nick in Brian storm, but it was the whole band kind of firing on all cylinders. This one I feel like is a Nick highlight an important moment where, you know, it might be important to kind of like represent him as like he's in the band we're with him as much fun as we had with andy or whatever i just think it's a fun nick highlight um and 
And yeah, and it's just a kind of a fun way to reestablish the group of like, we have this old sound with Andy. Nick can represent that in this kind of way, but also it's going to bring a new kind of flash and flair to what we are as well. So that's how I kind of see Diaz for Dangerous. It's a good argument. It's a good <laughs> argument. So, Matt, what are you coming with for American sports? Um, American sports, it always feels like this sort of um, little sibling to One Point Perspective. And I think it's overlooked for a long time when you first listen to Tranquility. And once you more get into the theme of the album and um, the you just concept, say what I want to hear. Not you? Concept. This, this is you. This is your argument. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you just tell me what I want to hear. That obvious. <laughs> no, I think I think it carries on that very loose theme about you know the the hotel casino on the moon, mm. and I think it's. Oh, got, do you? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, in a, in a yeah. roundabout yeah. way, I think it carries very on cool. those. No, no, no you mean themes. yeah. Um, and I love the um the part that comes in when it's the uh, what's it called now. Yeah, I, I was looking at the lyrics a minute ago, just trying to remember some things about it. It's the most muscular, most muscular uh, regrets explored uh, before my yeah, eyes, yeah. Or behind my eyes. Or something. Yeah, just like American sports. Yeah, yeah. The the, the music accompanying it just just fantastic. Yeah, I'm sorry, Justin. It was a good argument, but it's I, I think all day long because you, <laughs> I you not only did I, that one. I, I was thinking it's underappreciated, but it's also a very. I love the piano in that. I love that piano riff. That does not mm. get enough love. If somebody wrote that piano riff for a mainstream song and sang more obvious lyrics about romance or something over it, that would be a huge hit because that piano is great. Yeah, but um, I, th- I think that you just reminded the muscle regrets on that guitar that comes in that kind of yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, but it's got these for dangerous is. Perhaps a little bit too um, on the business side. I do appreciate that it's an excellent Nick song, and it yeah. has got one. It has got a great lyric in it with the favorite worst nightmare. Yeah, it did give us the, the title. Yeah, dirty, dirty, dirty little Herbert as well is you know um, in there. But but no, yeah. sorry, American Sports wins that battle. So at the minute, our XI would be uh, Star Treatment, Teddy Picker, American Sports, which I think is fair. And this is an interesting contest. Next, it is Golden Trunks. The, the uh, well, not the weakest on both because bad things on this album. What's that going to be? Oh uh, no! Next one would be uh, Tranquility Base, right? Yeah, oh, so you know, I, I do this. Yeah. I do this every time. I I put for some reason I put Golden Trunks after American Sports and then do Tranquility. Oh, it's an interesting one then. Um, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino versus Balaclava. Two songs that you couldn't. Uh, if <laughs> the further, a yeah. showing of how the band changed. <laughs> this is it. This XI is it. Um, okay, well let, let's start, Mark. Go on, give me give me tranquility. Oh, man. Um, I'm just gonna be repeating myself all the time with this. I, <laughs> I think well, this definitely does carry on the concept or start the concept. Let's. Uh, um, I didn't oh, yeah. like this. I'll be yeah. honest. This was a song I did not like on the album when I first listened to it. Um, and I started liking this more when the video came out, and I got obsessed with it. And I obsessed about everything around uh, tranquility, the whole look of it, the '70s style, Alex's strange look and strange suits and strange little moped that he drives around on um <laughs> and again i think with every single song on that album this is it's hidden depth there's so much to explore on it there's so much that hits you um i just think it's like yeah again another fantastic song and mm. yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, it's just really strong opening I, to this album I, I was in the same place as you by the way this was one of the songs i couldn't get into on the album yeah. at first which is funny and i think i know why perhaps we both couldn't get into it for me it was a little bit too bowie 
And if I found it jarring at first that it was a little bit too Bowie, and I thought I don't like to think that Alex sounds like someone else. He's, you know, he's, forced, he's Alex, so it felt yeah. a little bit forced, which is the same yeah. thought that I had. Interestingly, with um, uh, the second song on the car um, as well, felt a bit Bowie to me. The um, the funky one. Oh, yeah, um, not quite worth. Not quite, yeah, quite. I think yeah. whatever it's called. That was the same thing for me, jarring. So interesting, similar ideas there. Okay, so there is a shout. There is a chance for Balaclava in this. Then, so go on, Justin Hills. Okay, so I put this is the song in the album where they are starting to leave the old style behind, but doing it in a much more complex way. It feels like a nod to the old stuff, which they recognize is important, especially to the listeners who are coming into this, wondering where they're going to be moving forward, but also that it's important to move forward in a new kind of way. It's a much more complex arrangement, which again, I think highlights Nick as a new member of the band and this is the kind of first taste of that darkness that we're going to get later, that dark breakdown, the heaviness, which I always theorize, especially after listening to y'all's breakdown of the lyrics, might have been this kind of constant build to imitate kind of like sex or an orgasm in the way it kind of like breaks down. I don't know, maybe. Um, so I always thought it was a, a, like a kind of interesting correlation with the lyrics and the theme of the song and then introducing us to that like really dark element and showing like what the band could do with that. So good job you were on the episode when we did that because Nick's so sex starved at this point that if you talked about <laughs> orgasms, you might you might have to go off camera. Um, but no, so I um okay. You know what? Because and people are gonna fucking go mad about this XI. I think Nick might go bad, and this might be another podcast when he sees this. But I'm gonna go because I think even though Tranquility is both great Nick songs, by the way, as well, both great Nick baselines for these to, to compete. Because of the teething problems, and I still think his voice is a bit too Bowie in it, a little bit. I'll say that in like a hushed voice in a dark corridor so no one can get mad at me. But he, he is a little bit maybe too Bowie. And he isn't like that on the rest of the album, really. He's Alex on the rest of the album. He's, he's Alex Land voice. Um, and because Balaclava has one of my favorite metaphors of, of it being about a, a bit of a guy that's, you know, the ch girl cheating or whatever, and a, a, but it's actually on the surface of it about some people robbing houses with balaclavas on a very cool uh, double meaning. I'm going to go for balaclava in this Whoa. instance. Yeah. <laughs> because and I, just because of that, because, because you actually might in your argument taught me out of tranquility because, because, <laughs> because you reminded me of why, because if I was going to, if you said to me, put on a song for from tranquility based on tuxedo now, it would be low down on the list for me. And that's no like disparaging on it. I would just be kind of like, okay, I'd rather listen to the whole of maybe the B side before I'd get to the A side. And then I'd probably rather that. listen to start treatment. And I, yeah, so it would be low down on the list. But as ever, that doesn't mean much for this band. You know, low down on the list is still, I love it usually. So. And, and, I, and I think, Dan, sorry, sorry to interrupt you with that, is I would rather watch the video than listen to the song. So I think that probably does mm. feed it into that. It is a cool video, bit. isn't it? Yeah, you know what used to annoy me as well? At the time, I worked in an office, and there was a guy that I hate. Oh, you won't be listening to this. Um, <laughs> called, called, called Mark, and he used to answer the phone, like, hi, Mark speaking, and then the song came out, and, it used to, and then I just think of him every time I heard the song, and it, that wound me up. But yeah, personal biases there. But no, so Balaclava wins that. Wow, that's going to piss people off. Uh, or maybe not, because people hate the new stuff. The people that hate the new stuff will love me. I'll be taken back into the fold. There you go. Him. I'll be a hero. But okay, so that means that we've got golden trunks versus flat adolescent. I mean, 
Do you want to bottle them up? This out? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least I get one. I don't have to work so hard for it. <laughs> Donald, it may mock Donald Trump, but I don't know if that, that's enough to. Um, unless you, anyone, maybe your politics, Justin. Maybe I'm offending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for that. Um, but no, okay. Well, do you want? Do you want to argue, or should we just give it to Fuss Adolescent? Because I think we both. I think you've got to give good. it to Fuss. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you, you probably you prepared an argument though, Justin. So if you do, you want to read it or? Well, I mean, I would just. Uh... You know, they're still young, but they're able to write a pop song that becomes iconic about a middle aged woman losing her spark. That's able to me when I was listening to it, it was very young and still resonated with me. I was unable to resonate with that perspective that I w wasn't experiencing. And to have that as this iconic pop song is incredible. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah. And when I saw, uh, I always have a special place because when I saw them live in 2009, at uh, Leeds Festival, and they yeah, did yeah. one of my favorite Dion songs in the middle of it, which is, and it was one of the most romantic things I've ever heard. And yeah, yeah one of the best moments of my life, probably. I, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it should matter that I was on MDMA at the time, but you know, it's worth bringing up. Um, so that is that. We have gone, you know, there's no contest really. I actually thought it was going to be Tranquility versus Flescent, which would have been, and I think Flescent probably still would have come out. Like, <laughs> if Balaclava can beat Tranquility, then Flescent Adolescent certainly can. <laughs> So, so we've got so always winning. So we've gone, we've gone, um, uh, Star Treatment to Teddy Picker to American Sports to Balaclava. To Listen, it's a very worst nightmare, surprisingly, is win. <laughs> but I will say this the B side of First Tranquility is amazing, but then so is the B side of uh, no. Nightmare. So, but you will lose towards the end, I fear, on a couple oh, of tracks. Fair. But we have got how so how many tracks more are we dealing with here from the two albums? Seven, so that was five. No, no, I mean, we've got one extra song for this, which is 505, have we? Oh, and we're going to, oh, to let people know, we're going to, we decided before the show that we're going to throw anyways in to the mm, mix here, yeah. as it's the only B side of the era. Um, not as simple as you might think, that pairing of 505 in any ways. People might think, yeah. well, that will annoy <laughs> people as well, though. Um, I've been fair so far, I think. So the next one would be Only Ones Who Know versus, I should probably, I should probably get the track listing up here because I've been thrown off by me getting Golden Trunks wrong, but it is. Um, she Looks Like Fun next, is it? Oh, four out of five. Four out, yeah, five. Four out of five. Ooh, versus mm. Only Ones Who Know. Okay, okay, Matt, do you want to give me some four out of five? Oh, that is, that's tricky, isn't it, that one? Um, four out of five. Again, what surprised me about that song when it first came out, it... it well, certainly people I knew who don't like Arctic Monkeys love that song. Um, mm -hmm. I get, but very yeah. Bowie again. But I don't think it feels forced. I think it, it sounds nothing like Arctic Monkeys, but sounds just like them, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, yes, I know what you mean. It, it's, got, it's got the catchiness. It's got Alex's, um, tur what do you call it, turner of phrase. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'll be using that a lot recently in the next series. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think it was just a great way to introduce this new sound. I remember the t the teaser trailer coming out for this. I think it was like a fifty second clip with the turning of the, mm. um, you know, the toy casino hotel thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And there was a few live clips that came out as well. If you can remember, on mo very shoddy mobile phone clips, and it was that yeah. um, the deal, 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 deal. And I thought that's something I've heard. But the other one, I must have been about five year old. You know, that kind of seven is weird sound. I didn't even think still yeah, existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. synthesizer sound. Um, yeah, that again, was when you to think, hmm, why aren't they releasing singles from this? This is going to be different. 
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as well, I mean, I remember they did a Jimmy Kimmel, no, Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Who's the the better one, the cooler one? <laughs> the younger one, I can't remember. But it, uh, is it Jimmy no, Fallon? No, Jimmy Kimmel. Which one is Kimmel, it? Kimmel, I uh, think. Kimmel. <laughs> is Who it? was on Saturday Night Live? Is it Kimmel or is it Fallon? Oh, it's probably both of them, isn't it? it? Probably doesn't help, does it? Um, anyway, the, the guy oh, that man. likes to, you know, he's, he's younger and cooler anyway and stuff. But um, I think it's I think it's Kimmel. I think it's Kimmel. Um, but it could be fun. Um, he, they did a performance on that the night before Tranquility came out, and they did four out of five on it. And I still say it's the best live version of four out of five I've ever seen. And you can't I get it on YouTube, it. but you can find it on Facebook. If you go on Facebook videos and search it, or you mm. go on Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon's page on <laughs> Facebook, then if you just search it, it comes up on Facebook to watch, but it's not on YouTube. And it's my favorite performance of it live ever. And at the end, Alex actually stands up from the piano when it ends and gets this like a standing ovation from the crowd. So yeah, it definitely connects with people that aren't even fans. You're right. But shall we see what is a beautiful tune for only <laughs> ones who know? That's yeah, so. I I think this one is one of the first kind of like timeless Arctic Monkey songs. It's definitely our first kind of look at emotional Alex and like the real kind of emotional Alex. And honestly, I think that this song could have fit on his solo EP, something he did alone, which in some kind of way he did. Or um, even I think it could be rearranged and fit perfectly well on the car now, honestly, uh, in a certain way. I definitely think it could be performed now with their new style and it would kind of mm -hmm. fit right in. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just think this is kind of one of the most overlooked and underappreciated songs because of all of the other music surrounding it. You have the whole first album and then most of this album, even if it's emotional, it's not in this kind of more sweet sensitive way sometimes it's more yeah. biting or tragic or something like that and i think that this is kind of like the first glimpse of alex kind of being kind of exposed a little bit which kind of holds a special place for me knowing what's going to be coming later and stuff so yeah i think it's just a very beautiful beautiful song it is a beautiful song, and I do love this song. And it was always one of the ones that I connected with a lot on this album. Um, by the way, where do you get? Because me and Nick had a disagreement on this, and I said that I felt it was kind of a doomed relationship, is what he's talking about. They love each other, but it's doomed. It's tragic, Romeo and Juliet. And Nick said he thought it was a happy relationship, but it was a love story. And I, no, I, I agree, and they're doomed. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Where do you stand, Matt? Um, I might have I think more towards Nick with that, you know, but I, I, I might have to listen again before I say that. I think it's the it was the music that led me there and the Romeo and Juliet reference, right? Like if you're going to reference lovers and say Romeo and Juliet, then nobody thinks yeah. happy ending, do they? So, no, um, but yeah, but then, no, I mean, I guess we, we all bring to it what we bring to it, don't we? Um, mm. Maybe we're just cynical, Justin. Um, although Nick's <laughs> probably one of the most cynical people I've ever met, so that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> in fact, he is. He's the only person more cynical than me that I've ever met. Um, so I know you're listening, but yeah, okay, I'm going to go. I'm sorry, I have to go Tranquility, though, because it's it's so well put together and it's so intricate and layered. And when, like, when we cover it, there's so much music to talk about before we even get into the madness of the... And the idea is very Alex in the sense that, okay, you got this weird sci-fi concept of Tranquility and it's weird. And even in that, he throws like moon side boob with a bit of jokes in there. But then the idea of 
of writing a song that's a review of that hotel. It is the only yeah. it's only Alex could ever come up with that. Yeah. Nobody else, no other songwriter ever would think, now I'm gonna write a song that's a review of that album and it's gonna have funny things in it, like we did put a tacaria on the roof, like mm. a very like sort of LA joke, I, I would imagine, and stuff like that. So so yeah, I I am going to give it to Tranquility Base Hotel and mm. Casino. Um because oh sorry, fucking hell. Four out of five, yeah. Four out of five for me because that that is the, that for me I know Tranquility Base is the title track, but I think in my head I kind of consider Four Out of Five to be the title track. I consider that to be the song that yeah, makes the album. I agree. Not, yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, interesting that. Okay. Well, that's the end of part one of our Christmas special. But come back on Christmas Eve to listen to part two, where we'll be finishing our. Um, list we've got a few other questions to do we're going to do our b-side albums that we've created and um yeah a couple of more extra questions but come back on christmas eve to hear that i believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by nick lee and dan holt music used in the titles is royalty free music courtesy of les fm don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every wednesday when a new episode is released and if you want to help us out further be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.